0: He's blunt, but he's fair. This is Drew Burquist, former counter-terrorism officer, realist, and host of This Is My Show,
1: which starts now.
2: All right, folks. I'm Drew Berquist. This is my show. It's Monday. Hope you had an outstanding weekend. So glad to be spending some time with you yet again today. Got the whole crew here. Got lots to hit on, lots to hit on. Reminder, we're live on Roku now. If you're watching there right now, hello. We're also live on Amazon, Fire TV, coming soon to Apple TV and Samsung in the next several weeks. Big things happening here on the RVM network. And big things happening on the show today, too. We gotta talk about Biden and his ratings. (laughs) They're not good. I mean, they're hilarious. But, but at the same time, they're not, right? Because we're, as a country, experiencing it. We'll talk about this new, this new figure that came out. Uh, this new, it was a CNN clip, in fact, uh, but it was based on some, some polling that was out there. We'll talk about that in a second. Kamala decided that it would be a good idea to talk about Venn diagrams again. She loves talking about Venn diagrams. It's the strangest phenomena ever. We'll show you that clip. You got Russia and China who are doing things way differently then America is as it pertains to the LGBTQ community, to transtifa, to all of that stuff. You got Hunter's attorney who was seen with the bong. We'll discuss that. DeSantis stepped in it with this, this slavery comment. Um, lots to get to. Several other stories. We got three hours, and it's all going to start now. But before we do, guys, Biden's dangerous plan for a digital dollar is being implemented right now as we speak, as we speak. It started on July 1st. Fed now began then. There is a phased rollout happening in this country to bring central bank digital currencies to bear, but here's the good news. You can still opt out of the digital dollar and you can do so just in time with a straightforward entirely legal tax loophole. All you gotta do is contact my friends at American Alternative Assets to protect your hard-earned savings. This invaluable guide will outline the precise steps you need to take immediately to transfer your IRA or 401k or parts thereof into precious metals, all without any tax consequences. So don't let Biden do this, guys. He's going to do it on on the big level, but don't let it affect you. Don't let it affect you. You can still get out of this digital dollar. Call the number 833-287-2465, or it's 833, the number 2, USA Gold. You can also go to protectfrombiden.com. Take care of yourself, guys. Take care of that hard-earned money that you've been saving before it's too late. Okay, speaking of Biden his, I mean, his presidency is as popular as a hooker with cold sores all over her mouth. It's just, that's that's the description that came to mind. I mean, his his poll ratings, you've all seen it. Come on. Uh, His poll ratings are so low that Jimmy Carter looks like FDR. Here was a CNN report on this very conversation. Take a listen. In something titled, Why is Joe Biden so unpopular? Andrew Romano writes that at this point in his term, Joe Biden is the second most unpopular president in modern U.S. history. Jimmy Carter was the first. Romano cites polling data from 538, where Biden's approval rating 910 days into his term stood at just 39 <laughs> percent. So not good, right? We've we've long compared Biden and Carter to each other. Jimmy Carter, oft thought of as the worst president in the history of the United States, you've got, according to this polling—and and it's at this point in his term. So, so fear not, Jimmy Carter. Joe Biden still has a very good chance of becoming the worst—I pre- think he will become the worst president in the history of the United States, based on all the damage that's being done. But based at this point in his term, he is the second least popular president. And there really is. You're starting to see this. Again, that was a report on CNN. You're seeing it across leftist networks. You're seeing it across— Networks like Fox, who's, who's getting closer and closer to a leftist network, it's just bought and paid for. But there is a lot of buyer's remorse happening with Joe Biden. And no one no one really does, still, even with that, no one wants to talk about what a crap job he's done, but he has. No one wants to talk about Biden's overly aggressive style of wanting to weed out American citizens who disagree with him either, something we talk about here a lot in the show. But I mean, think about this guy. It, all, all of this makes total sense, right? You see the policies, you see how it's affecting all of us. Democrat, independent, conservative, and wherever you fall on those, spectrum, those spectrums therein, no one's bank accounts, no one's livelihood, people aren't walking around super happy with how everything is going. Now, I hope you're happy on your personal level with your family, your friends, your loved ones, but collectively, there's not a lot of excitement about where we are as a country. And you don't see, by the way, you don't see Biden flags flying proudly in people's yards or stickers of Biden flags on their cars. You don't see shirts or hats in support of the man who supposedly, supposedly received more votes than any candidate in the history of the United States. It's, it's, it's really pretty remarkable how little he is liked and how little he is respected.
3: Yeah, well, you have... Carter coming in uh, on the heels of Nixon and when everything the the country went through with Watergate, and the big difference between Carter and Biden, Carter didn't see the United States and his role in politics as its own as his own personal ATM machine. The way that the Bi- that Biden and his family have for the past fifty years yeah. since he started in the Senate all the way up into his vice pres- presidency and now his presidency. And I think a lot of people can see that and they understand that. They under, A lot of people who voted for Biden just because, oh, we wanted to get back to normalcy, Trump and his mean tweets, even Republicans who are sick of the tweeting and everything, all thought, if we can just get somebody else in there, they'll surround themselves with people and we'll get back on track and everything will be supposedly normal. And people like myself and you— kept trying to warn everybody, this isn't the same Democrat Party. They want to fundamentally change the United States of America into some sort of communist China template Yeah, where they're all the ones in charge and all power is based out of Washington, D.C. And people are like, no, you're. there's no way. You don't know what you're talking about. And it's like the the radicals in that party have taken over everybody who's been a democrat for a long time is shit scared of the squad and what kind of adverse effect they can have on their career if they paint that person at, with a target on them and go after them yeah nobody realized how how how, how troublesome that whole movement and, and that is now the Democrat Party. That's why you see Biden going so hard to the hoop on everything because he's beholden to them. Yeah, and to me, it's out of fear because if he does, he knows if he doesn't tow that line, or I should say, the people around him know if he doesn't tow their line, that they're going to throw him under the bus. They're going to try and jail everybody in his family and ruin him financially. And the family won't tolerate that. They're they're being extorted.
2: Yeah, and so are we. I mean, I mean. Yeah. There's there's very few people that are winning from this current arrangement that we're all enduring as a country. The ones that are winning are winning big. And what's remarkable, and we talk about this all the time, too, is how many people think that they're either think that perhaps they're winning, which I don't don't know. you, You should know pretty clearly whether you are or not, but maybe they think that they are or that they're going to just wait for it like you know you hear KJP and the administration saying all the time Bidenomics is working it's or it's and or it's going to work just hang on i don't think you can i mean i don't think you can you can get there but to, to that point they have they have made it an us versus them kind of a policy kind of a sentiment in this this country and biden yes he's just a tool in that but they've made it that way and and all the people who think that they're on the the other team you're not you're you're with us for sure you're with us for sure the only the only difference is, is right now you're being told that you're on the, the same team and you're not smart enough to see that you're not. Um, but it's, it, it's a disastrous thing. It's no, no surprise that his figures are where they are. But again, I think that when, when everything comes down and people are saying, well, it won't be written that way in the history books. Maybe it won't, just like it won't be written all the great things that Trump did in terms of policy. Everyone will be focused on his bombastic behavior. They'll be focused on his ego. They'll be focused on that, not brass tacks. Did this work? Did this not work? There's not going to be things being discussed about the Abrams Accord or about our, our economy, our energy independence, all of that stuff. It's going to be all the, the negative stuff for sure. But in the end, I think I don't think Jimmy Carter even holds a candle to Joe in terms of being the worst. No, and the destruction that uh, Joe Biden is bringing on to the
3: country. Carter, like, like I said before, you got the feeling from Carter that he was just inept, Yeah, he was he was inept. He was surrounded by inept people. And his big policy during the the energy crisis was to put on a, a sweater around your house. But at no point did you ever feel like he actually hated the country and despised the Constitution, the Declaration of Independence and everything that the country stands for. Yeah. With Biden, it's palpable. Right. You know where he stands. He does not give a shit about the country. All he cares about is his little dirty dealings with he and his family and making sure his bank account grows on the power and influence that he continues to have.
2: Yeah. Well, and anyone who says, well, but he says, God bless the troops and God bless America all the time. And he talks about the Constitution. Uh, uh, m- marry it up or see if you can marry it up does what he implements what his his handlers implement for this country line up with the constitution no absolutely not to the point where it's like have you read the constitution at all you talk about the troops all i got to do is point back to the video where he does this at at a at a, at a you know dignified transfer I, the guy can say whatever he wants the 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 history is there the the facts are there and in, in terms of what he believes what he values look at his bank account look at all the emails are already i understand people not wanting to look at hunter's laptop it's disturbing but look at what came out of that and and that's all you have to to know about this guy and about this family and how they actually feel about you and how they actually feel about this country not good but i want to know this because we, we're going to move on we're going to talk about kamala here after the break but I want to know this for our question of the day. I want to know how you feel about one food or the other. It's not a political question today, although you could make it political if you wanted. (laughs) The question is this. Would you rather have, or which do you prefer, Mexican or Chinese food? Which one do you like, Mexican or Chinese food? You probably like both, but you have to choose one, Mexican or Chinese food, which is the best? Send your responses in. We will tell you our answers, too, and we'll get into Kamala, who was steadfast in her approach of describing venn diagrams again to people who never asked about them that's all coming up stick around
0: we interrupt today's programming to bring unfortunate news biden's dangerous plan for a digital dollar is underway don't be fooled Volatile Markets. Dial 833 the number 2 USA Gold. Yes, call now. 833-287-2465. This invaluable guide provides precise steps to transfer your IRA or 401k into precious metals without any tax consequences. Don't let Biden force you into using the government's new digital dollar. Call 833 the number 2 USA Gold. Yes, call now. 833 833- Two eight seven two four six five. 287 Act swiftly. eight three three two eight seven two four six five.
2: Welcome back, friends. Reminder, the question of the day was, which is your favorite? Talking food here, not people. Would you rather have Mexican food or Chinese food? Odds are you like both of them. They're both good in their own, in, in their own respects, but let us know. Chinese or Mexican, what are you going with? Mexican says Jill Mexican everyday says W R M C S M Ginger says Mexican more flavor Texas Panhandle Mexican of course Texas Panhandle said that um, Tom as people are sending in their responses what are you going with I'm kind of torn uh... the the
3: reason why i'm torn just a little bit but i know what my answer is i just want to explain it a little bit better i do love chinese restaurants when the old-fashioned chinese restaurant with like all oh, the the uh, the chinese artwork and it's a sit-down place with cloth napkins if it's a chinese restaurant that just has the tubs of things that scoop it out and hand it to you not a fan yeah so i'm going mexican because even if it is just a taco truck or something the food is going to be really, really good, and you don't have that shift as you do from the the old-school Chinese restaurant to the, the cafeteria-style Chinese food. So Mexican food.
2: Fair point. Okay. Disco?
4: I'd have to go Mexican because I feel like, you know— Every time you go to Mexico, it's it's really great food. I, I kind of agree with Tom. Like you have that hit or miss depending on what style of place you're going to. But there are some great hole in the wall Chinese places that are just phenomenal or dynamite. You, you know, food's amazing. So I don't know, I, but I lean towards that because that's something I any night of the week. All right, let's go get some Mexican. And, you know, you're gonna come out with some really good food.
2: Absolutely, no great food, and I agree. Going to the Chinese restaurants. I mean, growing up, you have the. The Chinese, you know, windpipes playing and nice napkins. <laughs> Some of them have the, the the table that spins, the tabletop that spins. Um, it's a tough call. I like, but because here's the thing. I do think that there's great flavors with Chinese food. Yes. If it's if it's done right, if you're at a good spot, you know, if you could get like a General Tso's taco, mm. <laughs> which is, I guess, you know, if you do like mushu pork, that essentially is kind of like a taco, which is delightful. Um I don't know uh, Mexican. <laughs> Mexican is hot tamale. Uh, it's it's so it's obvious. Uh, well, I'm Mexican, so it's obvious. Says hot tamale. Mm. Um, yeah, I, I think I'm going Mexican too because of the versatility. I think you can have cheap Mexican too, but the quality of the food tends to be better than Chinese food. But I do like the flavors. Here's the th- here you know here's my problem with Chinese food. I think I've talked about this before. One, the places that put MSG and all that crap and, and and there's you know, Mexican and Southwest American type food places that put in garbage there too. But <clears throat> you you go and you're with someone, if it's your family, that's one thing, but you go and then everyone wants to share everything. It's like, no, I ordered this because I want to eat this. Get your chopsticks off
3: my plate. Oh my god, food sharing is one of my biggest pet peeves ever. Like if I go to a, a restaurant that I'm unfamiliar with. And it's family style dining.
1: Ugh. Yeah,
4: it's like the PF Chang's. They they bring it out as like a family style. I was like, no, this is that's mine. This is mine. (laughs) No one else is getting anything else. Sorry. And and Chang's
2: is pretty good. I like Chang's, but like, but when if if if, just uh, I'm just gonna shoot you straight, audience. Okay, we've got a really tight community. We we've got a, a situation actually coming up that we'll tell you about in the coming weeks where we're gonna have the opportunity to have dinner together, but. If, if you bump into me or we see each other or we become closer than, than audience host and you're in, the, you know, whatever, we, you know, we, we are going to go get food. And you say, we'll just order a bunch of stuff and share. No. No. No, we're not doing that. <laughs> we're not doing I don't care. I'll pay for it. If you want to get a couple things to try, just get a couple things. But let's not, let's not, let's not do the share thing. Uh, so far, not one person has come in with Chinese. You guys are racist out there. Uh, it sh- it should have
4: been, what do you like better, Chinese or Japanese? That should have been uh, the
2: question. See, I would have Chinese over Japanese most of the time. Other than other than sushi. Yeah. Well, it's weird. Well, sushi's yeah. like its own category, right? Yeah,
4: well, it's sushi can go on both sides, Chinese or Japanese, because there's versions of each. So, Yeah. you know.
2: All right, so Mexican hands down the winner. Again, I don't think I saw, and I'm, I don't see all the chats. We should go get your sombrero. You can put it on. Put it on, yeah. yeah. Um, Congrats to Mexican food. You You did did it. You did it. All right, guys, hit that like button, whichever platform you're on. Please make sure you're subscribed on said platform uh, or channel, depending where you are. Keep engaging in the chat. All of that goes a long way in helping out. And now let's talk a little bit about our vice president, because she was back in action this weekend and doing what she does best, speaking in nonsensical gibberish. Cam Cam's public speaking style is a mix between like a carnival barker and a hungover substitute teacher with Tourette's trying to get control over a room full of second graders. That's the picture that we it's all It's a see. really good picture. Yeah. <laughs> yeah? I like the way you painted that. Yeah. It was nice. I mean, that's, that's Kamala Harris. Well, here's what <laughs> the unimpressive diversity hire had to say. Take a listen.
5: And take a look, because, you know, there are a lot of teachers here. I think so. I'm going to tell you, you know, one of the things I love is Venn diagrams. Any math teachers in the room? I love Venn diagrams. I have done an exercise of of, of looking to see from where are we seeing the attacks on things like voting rights, LGBTQ rights, a woman's right to make decisions about her own body, book bans. And you will not be surprised to know a lot of them revert to the same source.
2: So, So she goes back to Venn diagrams. Just like a starving rat returning to a filthy alley filled with junkies, discarded drug paraphernalia to feast on the rotting flesh of a homeless alcoholic's bloated ankle. She always goes to them. She, I mean, the amount of times that Kamala Harris, in an official capacity, has gone to Venn diagrams, and I love how she does it there too, like, Venn diagrams, is there any math teachers? And then she does her cackle laugh because this is one of the words that I know. I know Venn diagrams. No one—it's it's not healthy to talk about Venn diagrams all the time, right? Like, that's a weird thing. It's very
3: weird. And to me, it's one of those topics that she came up with years ago and got a great laugh line from it and has instructed whoever writes her speeches, make sure you throw in a line about Venn diagrams, because I always kill it. I murder the room and as soon as I say Venn diagrams. And what— people on her staff don't have the heart to tell her is they're not laughing with you. They're laughing at at you. you. (laughs)
2: Yes, no, exactly. It's nervous laughter. Like, what do we do here? And, or they're laughing straight in your face. Cause it's just, it really is a weird, it's not relatable. I think that's where she's going for. I think it's, I've had success before. Like you pointed out and she sees it as relatable and she sees it as simple, simple, stupid. Like you take these two circles, you lay another one over like, She's like cuz she's described it too before like she describes everything. It's one of my favorite things she does. Yeah. It's awful and idiotic, but it's one of my favorite things she does. But but no, you're right. And then and then somehow no one has had the balls to say, <laughs> you should probably ma'am, let's move on from Venn diagrams. <laughs> yeah.
3: Let's come over some new material. It's like when you see a stand-up comic and you haven't seen him in six months and they're still doing the same material it's like come on bro you haven't written anything new you haven't gone to try out open mic nights or right. you know work a smaller room just to come up with something new it's just she's at this point where she does she comes across as a, a um a stand-up comic whose time is gone yeah and they just they have no bullets
2: left in the chamber when it comes for anything new period i i, I absolutely Absolutely. And it's the worst. Don't you hate, by the way, to side point, people who repeat jokes over and over, especially ones you know who have been telling you the same one all the time, and especially when it comes to, to, to certain, I won't say who, but like certain types of people who, who just repeat the same thing over and over. I hate that. But I also hate when someone says something and you know it's just awful and you ignore it just to make sure they know that it was awful, but then they think that you didn't hear it So they repeat it again, and they usually chuckle after their own joke both times. Like, no, 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 I heard you. I I heard you. I didn't acknowledge
3: you. That is the worst. It is the worst ever. It's the most painful thing. And I know what it's like to bomb on stage because I've done stand-up before, and I've had some nights where I just— killed it inside the room and then I've had other nights where I ate shit (laughs) and you know the moments that you do and you try not to repeat those and that means you got to work harder the next time before you go out again you you can't if you've tried the same joke at three different venues and it's bombed each time get rid of it yeah you know and if you and if you even have tried to rewrite it before and it's still bombing Put it on a shelf, put it away, find it a year from now or whenever it is, see if you can rework it again. But in this case, the Venn diagram, bro, is played. Move on. Move on. Indeed.
2: And it'll be great at some point to move on from Cam Cam, you know, Joey Biden and this whole administration. But for now, we're stuck with them. And as we laugh at, at her, and particularly her, just for how dumb she is, there's people who thinks she's great. You have tyrannical scumbag governor of New Jersey, Phil Murphy, who was asked about the criticism of Kamala. And here's what the lackluster communists had to say. Take a listen.
4: It's frankly offensive. Uh, She is an icon. She is an icon in the South Asian community, in the African-American community, among millions of women in this country. Um, I frankly think it's offensive. And I think at the end of the
2: day, it's a losing strategy. So, Everyone is a racist who criticizes the person of color, and, and, and what I mean, this, this, this stance in the stance or the, the, the logic or lack thereof of logic in that kind of concept is inherently racist, because Democrats believe minorities are inferior, and special accommodations have to be made for them, and only the white liberal can save them from ruin. I mean, think about all the discussions we've had over the years particularly as things have heated up in this country with, with regards to politics, voter ID comes to mind. You can't expect a black person to obtain and keep and, and under, you know, know at all times where their ID is. That's, a, that's ludicrous. And then they don't see how racist <laughs> their comments are with that. But, but him, him, him going back to you know, calling Kamala Harris an icon, if Kamala Harris is an icon, folks, we're definitely done. Like we're we're beyond done, and and I, I mean this is this is the perfect picture of our country though, and the divide there. And there's plenty you can talk about LGBTQ. You can talk about your stance on the Ukraine war. Do you support it? Do you not support it? You can talk about you know do you trust the government? Do you not trust the government? A lot of things, but you you come down to questions like this. This also draws a pretty clear line in the sand. Do you think Kamala Harris is a smart person? Do would you call Kamala Harris? An American icon. (laughs) An icon for idiocy,
3: idiocy, yes. Also, I have to take issue with uh, Murphy's description of Kamala Harris saying that she's an, uh, an inspiration of being a representative of South Asia. I don't consider India to be South Asia. First of all, I consider it to be Central Asia, if anything. And I know I'm nitpicking here, but if he wants to play identity politics, then I'm willing to go down this road. I feel like Asia... It, or, um, India is either just India or it's Central Asia. To me, it's more in line with Pakistan, Afghanistan, whatever you consider the stands to be, not South Asia. Because when you start saying South Asia, everybody starts thinking about the Korean uh, Peninsula, Vietnam, Cambodia, Laos. It, yeah. it, it doesn't make any sense to me for, for with that reference that he gave out there. And then second of all, saying being an inspiration to African-Americans, I can sort of see that because she is a woman of color, but she's her father is from Jamaica. So that, again, I feel like what he is doing is what Democrats do and try and lump everybody into certain categories and push those categories into their world of, identi- of identity
2: politics. Yeah. No, you're right. You're absolutely right. And it, it's 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 fun and difficult picking on her for for all the same reasons you talked about. I mean, you can pick you can pick that apart, but also you're like she's perfect for them. She she's ideal for them, and that that was their thinking, right? When when they went back to someone who couldn't even get a point or got a point, I think, in the primaries, like this is going to be great though because she's a female, she's she's black, she's she's mixed. She's she's got multiple multiple things going on here. This is going to be a great win for us. Um, but it, anyways, all that to say, we got to wrap up. It's hard to it's hard to imagine anyone thinking of Kamala Harris being an icon. She's hardly <laughs> hardly in that category, uh, unless, like Tom said, it's an icon for something that you don't want uh, to to be associated with. Which there's a lot of things. If we Ign- had more time,
3: icon of being an ignoramus, yes, yes, hundred percent. Yes,
2: sleeping your way into a job. Yes, there's there's plenty of things. Well, they've changed the definition
4: of what an icon is. It's the same thing with like an, like the whole show American Idol. They changed what like us, you know, a, a recording artist should be. It's easy. Just go audition for the show. It could happen to you. It can happen to anyone. When it, it's not that easy, it's actually really hard. You know?
2: Well, they do. They love changing their definitions. That's the that's the, I mean they they've gotten away with so much that way. They've just changed what a fascist is. They've changed what racist is. They've changed what genders are they've changed all of that stuff it's it's insanity um okay we're going to take a break on the other side we're going to talk about twitter who i'm sure there's been some stuff happening behind the scenes no doubt but just all of a sudden is now is now x rebranded over the weekend new logo elon's pushing hard to the hoop with this new thing we'll talk about it on the other side stick around
0: Get more of Drew and This Is My Show with Coin Club exclusively on the RVM network. Coin Club members get a This Is My Show challenge coin, an exclusive Friday morning show for Coin Club members only, automatic entry into show related sweepstakes, and other in studio bonuses. Plus, members get access to all other premium content on the RVM network, and no ads on written content on redvoicemedia.com. So join the club and carry your coin with pride. Go to dbcoinclub.com. Military and first responders get 30% off their memberships. Again, that's dbcoinclub.com. Current Drew Crew members need not apply. Military and first responder discounts are available on monthly or annual memberships. All members, regardless of subscription type, are automatically entered into sweepstakes. However, challenge coins are only issued to annual members. Learn more at dbcoinclub.com. (sighs) you. <sighs>
3: Back to TCW. This is my show Championship Wrestling, and I'm your host, Trucky McGee. Joining me now is the current world's heavyweight champion of the world, none other than Bjorn, the sickle Throckmorton. Welcome to Trucky's Corner,
2: Bjorn. What's up, Trucky? How are you feeling before tonight's match? against Rico Raymond. You know, I feel pretty damn good because every time I seem to meet little fly boy Rico Raymond in the ring, I beat the living piss out of that Broadway cowboy, which is how I became your world heavyweight champion.
3: But two weeks ago, Bjorn, there there was a, a non-title match.
2: Let me it- tell you something, Truckee. Two weeks ago was a load of you-know-what. You had the ref get knocked to the ground. You had his little slut, Carmika pull a fast one on me, and he put me in that lame-ass hold, whatever it was, and things didn't go the way. No, they didn't go the way that I wanted to. But I can tell you what, I've still retained this title. Every time we've met in that squared circle in a fair match, look who's been the victor. And look who will be the victor again tonight. Well, there you go. Some tough
3: talk from the world heavyweight champion. That match coming right up.
2: All right. Welcome back, folks. So, let's talk Twitter here, which is now X. <laughs> it's just kind of okay. I mean, that's weird. By the way, side point. This Thursday, we started we started a new space. Well, the space has been going. We've married a space. With RVM and the RVM network, it went great last week with with Colonel Manus on Thursday. There'll be another one, Shell Shock, Shell and Cap doing a space Thursday night. RVM will be hosting it as well. It's going to be on SpaceX. X, I guess. It's going to be on X. It's an X space. X space. X's space. But it's kind of confusing, right? Because that's like his whatever. It's good. That's where it's going to be. You're going to have. Who's coming? Dominic Izzo, that's right, is, is coming on Thursday night. So go go listen in. It was a great conversation Thursday. It'll be great again this week. Uh, the ladies do an awesome job running it. it. It was fabulous. It was my first space. I didn't really have to do much. I just was there. Uh, I'll be there again. You said hi. Someone else. I said hi. I said hi, and I said thanks. But, but they did an awesome job. Come, it, it's a really interesting and informative uh, layout and kind of way to do things and have dialogue. So that's going to be happening Thursdays. Moving forward, you can go find it on the RVM Twitter page. Okay, but let's talk about Twitter, X page, whatever. Twitter changed its logo from the Bluebird to an X. And this move comes after Elon Musk announced the change over the weekend, and it is already live everywhere. I tried it today, this morning, I went x.com forward slash Drew Berkowitz just to check my profile, landed right there. Really? Still, still some transitioning stuff. You can see some, some uh, Twitter URLs that will pop up as you do that with the redirects and everything. But he, he did, too. I mean, he tweeted that X.com also now redirects to Twitter.com, and the post he called the new logo an interim logo, so we might see another interim logo or another uh, permanent logo in the future. Now, I was talking to Tom about this earlier. I mean, he literally—I I saw him tweeting about this, like most of you probably did this weekend, too— he literally was like, hey, someone send me uh, some X logos. The winner will be put up on the site by the end of the day or by tomorrow or something like that. I'm like, he's kidding. And then I wake up, no shit, the next day, Twitter's now X, and there's, there's I a, thought that was a joke. I saw that tweet. That's, wow. it's, it's it happened. Twitter is now X. So it's, it's going to be interesting. In reply to a user, Musk also hinted that he wanted people to refer to tweets as Xs, which that's also confusing. Have you seen my last X? <laughs> yeah I, I'm not talking about that X anymore I didn't I mean there's there's the, there's a lot of ways that this could go but all that to say I like what he's doing there's people who say oh he's not fair he's not this don't trust him I don't trust him either I don't trust or like most people if you haven't picked up on that by now but I I I think he's done some great things on the platform I think that there's been more good than bad is it going to stay that way I don't know. Is it going to get better? Don't know. Is it going to go back and be worse again? I don't know. I don't. I don't have the answers for what's going on behind the scenes at Twitter slash X. But I do think you know. My only gripe about it is this, and then I'll get into what the the new CEO that 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 chick Linda said. But. I don't like like so, so. I don't like all the fringe platforms. I've got accounts on some of them. I don't even know if I know how to log into them anymore. But like, I'm not a fan of Truth Social. That doesn't mean I don't like Trump. I'm just not a fan of Truth Social. I don't like saying someone truthed out this or did you see that truth? I just don't. I, I don't like that. I don't like. Similarly, I don't like the idea of saying, "Did you see my ex? Did you see my like?"
4: Your last ex got way out of hand, <laughs>
2: right? <laughs> so I mean, I. I just don't like the the phraseology that comes along with it. Do you? I mean, I like the logo. I like the simplicity of a white X on a black backdrop.
3: But anytime that you come out with anything new, there's gonna be some pushback to it. Look at Starbucks. Instead of small, medium, large, it was tall, grande, and fente. Yeah,
2: now yeah. everyone says it and
3: knows it. Exactly, same thing with Google. I mean, how many times are you like, let you instead of, you know, I'm gonna research that, or I'm just gonna Google it. Right. <laughs> you know, it's a, it, that was a made up word too. The X, you know, Elon in the way that he named his kids. So I, you know, I'm not, yeah. I'm just not surprised that he's going with this and with SpaceX and everything else under his umbre- umbrella of ownership. And to me, it's not surprising. It almost reminds me of when Prince changed his name to a symbol. It, and yeah. everyone's going, what's going on with this? And yeah. then, well, I, bef- then he changed his name to the artist formerly known as Prince. Right. And yeah. years later, we found out it was in, all, in a disagreement bet- between he and the record label and past royalties is why he changed his name. I think for Twitter to be, to have a reboot, it also needs a rebranding. I, with uh, under the tutelage and leadership of Jack Dorsey and then the involvement of the FBI that a rebranding is in order.
2: Yeah, no, I think it is too. If you can, I mean, and, and again, he's done some some good things. I just don't like the the actual, did you X this, did you X that? I, I wish that there was something. People are talking about your ex. Yeah, I, I just don't know. I feel like there could be a better uh, a, a better thing. But again, that's also f- from someone who, is well ahead in, in, for my age into curmudgeon status. Right. You know, I, like, I'm like a 95-year-old in a <laughs> mid-40s body. Uh, I've seen a lot in this world. I've seen a lot. I've lived a, a, an interesting life. You do have some good grumbles. Yeah, I'm a grumble. Yeah. We've always used the X as a negative
3: designation in our society. Even even like with ex-husband, ex-wife, even though it's EX, it's still that sound that it makes. Yeah. We have X-rated movies. It, it, I guess the only thing that really isn't a negative is an X-ray.
2: Well, it could be, <laughs> yeah. or you know, X-Men, like the comic. Be, yeah. yeah, X marks the spot for like treasure. Yeah, is he telling us there's treasure somewhere? <laughs> somewhere, I'm hoping so. We need treasure. <laughs> we all need some treasure. Anyways, getting back to it, you had the company CEO, Linda Yaccarino, who tweeted that while Twitter changed the way people uh, conversed with each other, X will go further and will have features, quote, centered in audio, video, messaging, payment, and banking. And make it a global marketplace for ideas, goods, services, and opportunities. So, if you don't trust Elon, I get it. If you do trust Elon, based on some of the things he's done, I also get it. He, it, it, it it's, it's all up for debate, right? But if you trust Linda Yaccarino, who ran NBC Universal, I've got some concerns with you because <laughs> she 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 should not be someone who's like she's going to be great. Like, no, she's not going to be great. It was a horrible hire. I don't get why he made the hire. I get hiring somebody, just not Linda Yaccarino, because I don't, I don't trust her. And when she says that communication um, will involve banking or the site's going to involve banking, red flags go up there. When, when she says it's going to be a global marketplace, a favorite term of the World Economic Forum, some flags pop up there, too. She's also embraced ESG scores,
3: which it was my biggest flag when when Elon named her CEO of the company.
2: Yeah. Yeah. No, she I mean I get why people are frustrated with Elon in some respects. I get why they're con- definitely get why they're concerned with her, but I also get why some of this is happening. What the, the what the, the rub of this is this. Where's it actually going to go from here? Was the rebrand necessary probably? Was it a good rebrand? TBD. Can we trust Linda Yaccarino? No. Can we Can we hope that Elon steps in and doesn't let it go too far back the opposite direction? We hope. We hope. I mean, you you had Brian Krasenstein. Was it Brian? Or Ed? Ed? No, it was Ed. Yeah. Sorry. I hate both of them. But but Ed actually put out something he X'd out. Is that the right way to say it? This sounds so bad. He X'd out. Yeah. Praying for He said, it's here. Welcome to X. Twitter is now officially X. The logo has been changed. There'll be lots of people outraged over this for absolutely no reason. Nothing changes. You can still use the app just the way you could before. Everything operates identical to how it did before. The only difference is that if you call X Twitter, you will now be wrong. Get over it. Being outraged over this is just as bad as being outraged over the Barbie movie. It's fake outrage aimed at a person or people you don't like. So I, I think his logic is actually pretty reasonable on this one. I'm not stepping into the Barbie waters. You guys <laughs> duke it out on social media all you want over. It's
4: because you really liked it, didn't you?
2: I haven't seen it, but I will. I've got three three girls. Like it's going to happen, and I'll make my judgment at that time. But, but this is. I mean, at the end of the day, we don't know where it's going. We can't. We don't have a, a crystal ball here to say this is what X is going to look like five years from now. Here's what society is going to look like five years from now. Newsflash on that one. It's probably not going to be great. But. We don't know. At the end of the day, this is literally a color change and a brand change at this point, and nothing has functionally changed in terms of how you log in, how you use it. So everyone flipping out over that, like I think that that's fake outrage. And I, I, I tell you what, more than anything. If there's something that I we should always be observing ourselves, trying to improve ourselves, trying to have a better understanding of ourselves and other people, you know, as as we grow and develop. Um, which doesn't happen for everyone. But the the thing that I've realized the most lately, and I get it, we talk about some outrageous things, some bombastic stories, some crazy stories, some scary stuff that's happening in our world. But the people who just get outraged over everything and bitch over everything just for the sake of bitching and just for the sake of being outraged because it's like a sport to them online, and of course it's mostly online, I'm just over it. I'm just over it. So when someone says, let's not just get outraged for the sake of outrage, I don't care how you vote. Like, yeah, I agree with that. I agree with that. (laughs) And there's a lot of stuff that we watch and see that you probably see on Twitter, too, or or any of the socials out there. Oh, maybe we should put this on the show because everyone's talking about it. It's like, no, there's nothing there. Like, people are just bitching for the sake of bitching on that story. It's not actually a story. So anyways, that's. I got a question for you. Yeah. Talking about the speaking
3: of the Barbie movie. If you're a single male, would it be odd if you went to the Barbie movie by yourself?
2: <laughs> I don't think it's a great look. <laughs> Especially since it's been really crowded from what I can gather. You know, Barbie and Oppenheimer are both doing really well. See, seats are pretty full, so you got a bunch of families. Are you going a to a, a matinee? And, <laughs> and then there's the lone male. I, I, I love going to movies by myself. I think it's freaking amazing. I like doing a lot of that stuff. I love my family, but going to dinner by myself, going to movies by myself, that's, that to me is a blast. I think maybe you cross a little bit of a, into a gray area going to Barbie by yourself, though. That's, that's, that's my response on that. Okay, let's take a break. When we come back, we're going to get back into the Eldian story because, once again, the woke mob— came to try and cancel just a good American who's just literally doing the same thing he's been doing the whole time and it backfired and it backfired big time. We'll talk about that. We'll show you his response. That's coming up.
0: Attention Americans, breaking news. Biden's dangerous plan for a digital dollar is underway. Don't be fooled. It won't benefit you. Take action now. The Federal Reserve phase deployment of FedNow began on July 1st, 2023. Be prepared. This may catch many off guard. Your hard-earned assets are in jeopardy.
2: Jason Aldean, my boy, I don't know him, but I love the guy, is not backing down. From left-wing criticism he's been receiving about his music video and just his song in general, Try That in a Small Town. He got back on the road, and this clip was in Cincinnati where he was on tour. And again, I've told you before, I encourage you to see him. He puts on a hell of a show, it's awesome. Uh, But here's what he had to say. He, He leaned into this before playing that song, Listen to what L. Dean had to say.
5: I love our country. I want to see it restored to what it once was before all this bullshit started happening to us. I love my country. I love my family. And I will do anything to protect that. I can tell you that right now. It's a thing, That's something that if people don't like what you say, they try and make sure that they can cancel you, which means try and ruin your life, ruin everything. One thing I saw this week was a bunch of country music fans that could see through a lot of the bullshit, all right? I saw country music fans rally. Like I've never seen before, and it was pretty badass to watch, I gotta say. Thank you guys so much. So I had people ask me, man, everything's going on this song. Do you think you're going to play it tonight? Do you think you're not going to play it? And I said, you know... People that come to my shows, you guys know what I'm about, you know that, you know what I stand for, I've never shied away from that at all. And I know a lot of you guys grew up like I did, you kind of had the same values, the same principles that I have. Which is, which is we want to take our kids to a movie and not worry about some asshole coming in there shooting up the theater, right? So when somebody asked me, hey man, you think you're gonna play this song tonight? This the answer was the answer was simple. The people have spoken and you guys spoke very, very
2: See, now I just want to play the whole damn thong. <laughs> we'll song. get flagged on YouTube, though. <laughs> and as as Barb said, I mean, what's funny about this is, is I don't know, it two, three months ago, give or take, Jason released, I mean, everyone releases songs all the time now. They're always trying to, to to stay out there. And he always has. It's not that he's changed anything. But a couple months ago, he released two singles. He released this one, Try That in a Small Town, and Tough Crowd, both awesome songs, no backlash. Granted, the, the, the music video hadn't been filmed yet, which is where this kind of started. But this song, and I mean, because they everyone who's, who's ripping on the, the video is also talking about how the lyrics are racist, which they're, again, not. But this song has been out for a while. But what's so amazing about this, and I love this, is one, that Jason came out of this A-OK, because I love the dude and love his music, and he is one of the top country stars in America, hands down. But it shows too that conservative Americans are sick and tired of being pushed around, being turned into the enemies of America. The, the, the real enemies of freedom in this country are Antifa, Transtifa, Black Lives Matter, Big Pharma, Rhinos, people who say they elect were elected and are representing you, Big Tech, Permanent Washington, the World Economic Forum, BlackRock, to name a few. Those are the enemies. Those are all individuals, groups, organizations committed to ushering in a form of global communism the likes the world has never seen. Most of us just wanna live a life that we choose, not some life chosen by big government. So they've done this, and in response, what happened? In response, it went to number one in the church, which again, it was probably going to anyways because he's Jason Aldean, but also, people it it accelerated even faster went right to the top in terms of the video the song we saw this with goya but they tried to cancel goya what happened goya sold a shit ton of beans things went a-okay for them they they try and do this cmt pulls his music video off cmt so jason pulls the rest of his stuff off what happens then luke bryan maybe you heard of him another big deal decides i'm pulling all my videos off and show us support because y'all bitches are crazy and i'm standing with my boy other artists spoke out jake owen i saw jake owen who i wouldn't have thought would have done this i love jake owen he's got great stuff got into it not a twitter spat but slammed some dude who was like bro shut up what you just said is totally wrong backed al dean and and called this guy a you know keyboard warrior or whatever he called him but you've got people doing that so in the end First of all, it's laughable. I know we talked about this at the end of last week too, but it's laughable that they thought this would work in country music. The cancel culture would work in country music. There's been some some people who have cr- you know crept into country music because some of the the record labels, some of the associations that are there are more woke than the artists themselves. So you get people in there. It's like you're not even country. And God. then, they, <laughs> sorry. And well, then they speak out. It's like again, shut up. You're not even country. You just just shut up and be happy that you're here. But real country music, country music, NASCAR fans, people like those are the, you're not going to to break their back and make them cave to big government and these woke ideologies and principles. You just aren't, you're gonna get USA chants. You're gonna get, that's, I love country music, but the reason I love country music even more every time we're at a show is because those are our people. Everyone who's there, you know, you're in an arena full of 15, 20,000 people, or if you're in a stadium, way, way more, of like-minded kindred spirits who just love our country and want to be left alone. And it's freaking awesome. And it worked. We pushed back and made a mockery of of CMT and all the woke people coming after Jason. We pushed back against Goya going way back. Target, Bud Light, how are things going for them? Not so good. I just love seeing this. I think it's turned out to be great. And it's giving me, if there's one thing that's giving me hope in, in our country these days, it's, it's now the responses to this stuff. Because people are, are paying attention and saying, yeah, no, no, no more. No more. Never going to Target again. Never doing this again. CMT, you pulled the music videos? Never do. I don't know how many people watched, you know, like the top 20 countdown on CMT anymore these days. That was kind of like a thing that people did yeah. back in the 80s on MTV. Yeah. Not, not so much now, but not doing it anymore. Like they keep losing. They keep thinking, oh, we got them. And then they get their asses handed to them. It's beautiful. What were you going to say?
3: Uh, I was going to bring up Garth Brooks and his fall from grace as far as being a woke ideologue. And it's I understand where Garth is coming from because he's trying to reinvent himself because he's been in the business for, what, 30 years now. And he's just he's gotten to that point where he's made the money that you know, has done him well, he's had a long career, and he's trying to maintain some some sort of relevancy. Yeah. But by trying to buy into the woke mob, he's going in the opposite direction of Jason Aldean. Jason Aldean's song, totally fine. The only thing that they tried, that the mob came after, was a location, <laughs> was a location that a production team who was producing his video was going through a book and it's like, you know what, let's have him out here and and we'll film these sequences there because it's been used in a ton of films, including Hallmark Christmas movies. Yeah. And that's how they decided on that. It has nothing to do with the, woke, with the what the wokesters are saying and going after him. And even if there was... To me, this is all a free speech issue and how much the left likes to f- censor free speech. And... Not only do they like to censor it, but they also want individuals to self-censor. Yeah. And we hear the quote all the time. The First Amendment isn't to protect the speech you like. It's to protect the speech you don't like. And I just want to make sure that everybody knows who that quote is attributed to, and it's Larry Flint. <laughs> I go back to Larry Flint at all times when it comes to, to free speech. And when with artists... Several years back, almost 30 years ago, Ice-T had a band called Body Count, and they came up, and one of the singles on their album was Cop Killer. And it made a tremendous stink, it, as it should. People were outraged by it, wanted it banned, wanted it taken off the album. But when you get down to it, you go back to what I just said about Larry Flint. And the, the owner of Sire Records, who at the time Ice-T was, sound, was um, signed with, Seymour Stein came out and said, "I I don't agree with the lyrics of the song, but this is a this is a First Amendment issue, right? And if we're going to live in a free society, then music, art form, books, movies, things that other some people find it objectionable, it, they have to be part of the public square, yeah. and." I know I'm not comparing Ice-D to Jason Aldean or Cop Killer to this song. I'm just, the only comparison that I'm making, it's a free speech, issue, And it's not, like you said, it's not even the lyrics. It's not even the subject matter of what he was singing about. Because what he sings about and what he talked about is wanting the country to be united the way that it was and the ability as an individual to be able to protect your family however you see fit.
2: Yeah. No, period, and uh, absolutely, and, and again, as I keep saying, it's it's like all of his other songs, and it's a sentiment that's shared across country music in general. That's just that's just what it that's what it is. And real you've got something, but real quick to Garth, Garth is a total lib, and, and you look at how he's done it versus because he had a great run, right? He was legendary for a while. Always has been more liberal, but has been legendary. Never waded much into that. Like, just shut your mouth. Like, sh- shut your damn He's He's literally a gazillionaire and crying on social media. First of all, he defended Bud Light and Dylan Mulvaney, then as, as if that's a good idea in the country <laughs> music realm. Like, oh, know your audience, bro. Your audience is not for the war in Ukraine. Your audience is not going to buy Bud Light anymore. But he's asking for people to send hundreds of millions of dollars to Ukraine. It's like, you've got it. How about you send it? How about you and Trisha make some kids and send them to fight too? You got it all, bro. Just handle it.
4: Now, to go back on the Aldean, it's like they're trying to stop the song. The song has truth in it, and they're afraid of what the truth is going to resonate to America. Two months ago, and this is just on YouTube, when just the audio came out for that song, it got 1.6 million views as to now. The official music video was posted on here 10 days ago, 16 million views. They're not going to stop that traction. It's going to keep going, and it's going to keep going. I would love it if, it if it won, like, Song of the Year, because the award shows are going to be like, well, how are we supposed to do this? <laughs> yeah. It's like, well, if it wins, it wins. you know. But, of course, they're going to probably change the criteria, or they're not going to allow it to be nominated, whatever it is. But I would love to see it just continue to rise yeah. as it is right now.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Well, and it will. I mean, I, I don't know that they'll give it any awards. Yeah but but it'll continue to to rise for sure uh okay we're gonna take a break when we come up we've got an lgbtq problem here in america right not that people are lesbian or gay like we've talked about that like the ogs like you you guys are are the normal ones in your your crazy alphabet group over there but we've got some issues we've got we've got angry violent trans tifa people we've got people making up genders just not living in reality and we've got a government and a media and and big corporate money apparatus that's fueling that fire not because they actually agree with it but because they hate you and want to divide our country well russia and china are taking a very different approach to it we're going to discuss that after this break
0: It's a crazy world out there, and we're facing more uncertainty than our country has faced in a long time, if ever. And the most important advice that we can give you and your loved ones is be prepared. Most people don't realize they need something until it's too late, whether it's a natural disaster, a sustained power outage, political upheaval, or God forbid, war. You need to be prepared. Don't put yourself in that situation. Have food and water on hand to provide for you and your loved ones during the worst of times, and then pray you never need it thankfully we have just the solution for you heaven's harvest has everything you need to prepare for the unexpected you get prepared and you support a pro-america christian company that shares your values at the same time everyone wins and the best news is you also get discounts on emergency survival foods heirloom vegetable seed kits water filtration and storage kits and loads of other survival resources such as guides on how to grow and preserve your foods so Get ahead, be prepared, and survive with a company that shares your values. And we have you covered with great discounts. Go to heavensharvest.com and use promo code RVM to save 10%. Again, that's heavensharvest.com and use promo code RVM to save 10% on your
4: order. $10,000
2: or more to the IRS? Have you been threatened with levies or have unfiled returns? The IRS is hiring 87,000 agents to boost IRS collections, and they have the power to seize assets, freeze bank accounts, and they can even take your home. Tax Network USA can help you today before it's too late our CPAs and certified tax experts have proven strategies that work for taxpayers time and time again. These same strategies have saved over $500 million in back taxes, permanently resolving tax debts for good. Stop collections and get relief today before it's too late.
0: Looking for a great gift for lovers of freedom? We have you covered with this 2024 edition Trump for President coin. Show your support with this limited edition coin, normally $29.99, but for a limited time, you can get yours for just $19.99 plus free shipping. This is a great collector's coin for fans of President Trump and those that want to show their support for our great president. Each coin is made in the USA, is an authentic US JFK half dollar, and showcases in an acrylic coin capsule collectibles like this only increase in value often to hundreds of dollars per coin so get yours now for 19 dollars plus free shipping at trumpcoinsavings.com again that's trumpcoinsavings.com to secure this limited offer get more of drew and this is my show with coin club exclusively on the rvm network Coin Club members get a This Is My Show Challenge coin, an exclusive Friday morning show for Coin Club members only, automatic entry into show-related sweepstakes, and other in-studio bonuses. Plus, members get access to all other premium content on the RVM network and no ads on written content on redvoicemedia.com. So join the club and carry your coin with pride. Go to dbcoinclub.com. Military and first responders get 30% off their memberships. Again, that's dbcoinclub.com. Current Drew Crew members need not apply. Military and first responder discounts are available on monthly or annual memberships. All members, regardless of subscription type, are automatically entered into sweepstakes. However, challenge coins are only issued to annual members. Learn more at dbcoinclub.com. We love the internet, but the internet is tracking everything you do. Take control of your online privacy with IP Vanish. People with malicious intent are everywhere, watching you. Criminals can hack your Wi Fi, while broadband providers and advertisers monitor your data. With IP Vanish on your device, your internet activity is encrypted. No one can see what you're doing. Your location, your connection, completely hidden. Protect your internet privacy today with IPVanish.
2: Communism always leads to the jailing of LGBTQ people first. And in China and Russia, which, again, reminder folks of that community here in America as we slide into communism light and eventually more more strict adherence to communism if we're not careful here in America, remember that, because that's an important thing. But it's happening in China and Russia. They're taking a very different stance to this. And to be clear, let me just say at the very... Onset of this, I'm not suggesting that people of, of that community are jailed or punished or anything here in our country. That's not what I'm saying. At least the normal ones. There's some crazy ones who definitely need to be. That's not the point of this conversation. The point of it is to show the, the stark contrast in how America is handling and or exacerbating this problem. And Russia and China, our biggest foes, are handling it. There's been all sorts of legislation put into place by both Putin and Xi in their respective countries. Putin did it again this week, signed a law banning all sexual reassignment surgeries in Russia. And here's the play. The more fractured Western countries become with gender issues, the more Russia and China are going to push against those issues in their own countries. It serves a purpose. One, China China and Russia hold tighter grips on their citizens— which they've already got a pretty good grip on in the first place, but two, while that happens, activists in Western countries push their agenda further and point to China and Russia as oppressors. The harder activists push in Western countries, the more fractured every Western country becomes, and the byproduct is weak countries. So you've, you've got this stuff happening, and, and China and Russia, with this, are accelerating the demise of Western culture without firing a single shot, launching a single missile. They don't have to. Why? Because as we talk about with this issue and so many other issues right here in this country, America's destroying itself, all in the name of progress through forced compliance and indoctrination. So these guys are taking a very different approach and just fanning the flames of the fire here in America. I mean, think about it. The result is you've got dictators, in and she and Putin, who and we you could call them something else, but let's just call them, let's call it what kind of what it is, who have more control. A country that's that's collectively not pushing for more of that in the first place, so they've got a more level headed approach. And they who want control have more control over their citizens. Meanwhile, we have zero control over our citizens, and being the top dog, the global hegemon <clears throat> in the position that everyone wants to be in, those two certainly want to be in. They're just watching us t- tear ourselves down. I mean, it, it, it works brilliantly and perfectly for them. It works horribly for us. I think I, I've brought this up a few times, and I know that you've brought
3: it up that during the Marxist Revolution in China, Mao Zedong encouraged transsexualism. It's a Can great you,
4: name, sorry. <laughs> Mao Zedong. <laughs>
3: <laughs> uh, Encouraged homosexuality, lesbianism, trans, uh, trans, I don't know, transsexualism, <laughs> pushed all of that. And then once he took over and seized power, he went around and gathered everybody up. The push was to dehumanize everybody. The first shots that were fired during the Marxist revolution were by a female cadre uh, of these, um, revolutionaries who took on this non-sexual being. After the revolution, they all went to prison. Gay people went to prison, lesbians went to prison, anybody with any kind of, uh, of sexuality other than male or female went to prison. This happens. This is a byproduct of a communist revolution and and to not to think that you're on that team that we're seeing right now is a horrible, horrible mistake. And I, like you were saying, I just implore everybody, just to who's in that community, just take a step back. Yeah. To just re read up on these different Marxist revolutions that have taken place, and you know what the pushback's going to be? It's going to be your conspiracy theorists. We're not going through a Marxist revolution. We are. We're, we're taking off all the boxes as we go.
2: Yeah. Oh, my gosh, yes. The, the only person who says we're not going through a Marxist revolution is someone who doesn't understand what a Marxist revolution is. That, literally, you can't look at it and see anything else. And and it's it's not we're checking some boxes. I mean, we're, we've checked almost every fucking box <laughs> there is. There's a lot of boxes checked. They don't have our guns yet. We're going to talk about losing your guns in a little bit here on the show. But- but they're, they're checking a lot of them. And as you're saying, Tom, and as we repeat over and over on this show, it feels good. It feels like the left who panders to you, you 7% of America collectively, for the trans folks who are the real nut jobs, you know, a percent or less, it feels like you're loved and appreciated and understood, but you're not going to be because it, when, when push comes to shove and we slide further into a communist state, which is, again, the trajectory that we're on, you're not gonna like how it looks for you. You cannot have individualism in a communist society. Yeah. So how is that gonna work? That, those two can't coexist. If If you can't have individual style or individualism in any respect, you, you can't exist in that kind of country, which is part of the reason you've got all of these these communist dictators over over the course of time who have gone right after them right away. And and there's people I mean, this this is what is coming. I, I know I've referenced it twice now, but I just feel like we've got to keep going back to supervillain Klaus Schwab, who said by 2030, he doesn't want the world to have individual styles. He wants everyone to be in a uniform. <laughs>
3: And they're going to couch that with climate change. Look, the textile industry pollutes so much. We have all these machines running 24 hours a day producing all this fabric and all this clothing. It's incumbent on us to reduce that sort of production in order to save the environment. That's how this whole uniform for everybody is going to come about, just like
2: the transportation sector and the food sector of our society. Yeah. No, absolutely. By the way, Dragonheart says Tom's wearing Disco's favorite shirt. It is true. Yes, it yes. helps us know where we are. You know, if you don't have a map, how, how, how do you Go, know? Tom, stand up, please. <laughs> <laughs>
3: right over here, Mako Gachobi being here.
2: <laughs>
4: well, my whole thing with this is that this is going to give people on the left ammunition to look at people like us and say, "Oh, you're just a communist because you don't like the gays or the trans or and all that stuff." And like, well we agree with them but we're not we don't side with Russia and China they're just making a smart move here they're 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 making a move that is making an idea for saying hey we don't want this in our community and that they're going to use that against us uh, over here in america i 100% feel like that's going to happen
2: yeah yeah well it's I, i'm telling you folks <laughs> F news says every fn box there is uh, that's a lot for the cuss <laughs> jar. Yeah. Well, we're doing it different this month. So, you know, Coin Club members are just going to get the cash that's in here, which is 300 something bucks. So sign up for Coin Club if you haven't this already. This week, uh, right? Yeah. This Friday. This Friday. This Friday, someone's getting some cash. Um, don't know why I said it that way. Whatever. <laughs> it's so weird. Um, anyways, it's interesting. Again, I'm not advocating that we go and wrangle up people who are a member of the LGBT community. Please don't take that as no, a yeah, cheer. I think that there are a lot of people in that community that i think are absolute whack jobs and maybe need some significant mental health resources poured their way but i just want everyone to be everyone just do your thing don't tell us how to do our things or who to do it to or who to do it with and and we can be okay keep the children out of it we can make this work but you you feel like you've got all this freedom you you're a dog off the leash right now running free through meadows there's all kind of interesting things things to sniff <laughs> and there's going to be someone who comes and and does put that you know whatever around your neck whatever that tool is called uh what are the, what is that tool called? Oh the a dog catcher with the yeah. stick and yeah. the, uh...
4: I'm trying to remember now
2: anyways the dog catcher tool for lack of a better term that day is gonna come, and it's not gonna be us. It's not gonna be some conservative who you think hates you and doesn't understand the world. It's gonna be the people who say that they are they're your friends right now, and you're gonna be shocked as you're hauled off.
3: We'll be long gone by then.
4: Yeah. Totally. Catch poll, by the way. <laughs> catch catch poll. Okay. Catch. There's 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 even a hog catch poll, but i would say the generic you one is. You know what this is.
2: A... This is one of those educational moments. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right? <laughs> oh yeah. We were talking. About it, didn't know the term. We found the term. We used resources, we used the inner wide webs to figure out that poll that they use to capture dogs is a catch pole. Some stuff you should know.
4: Some stuff to know.
3: And, and to reiterate, we're all saying this is a cautionary phase that we're going through. If yes. you support Democrats, all we're saying is don't go so hard to the hoop with them, even though. They're promising you so much, and and you're going to have the—it the,
2: will go away in an instant if they really get their way. Yeah, absolutely. A hundred percent. And and by the way, side point, to add on to that, if I might, cautionary tale for going on all in on anyone. Oh, for sure. I mean, we used to—I think I, we used to be all in on on the conservative Republican Party side, like, oh, this is our candidate. He's going to be great. Here's all the reasons they told me he's going to be great. How would that work out for us? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> go then everything go happens <laughs> into all things especially if it's a Somali Hooker you just don't know yeah
3: <laughs> the next thing you know we get the Patriot Act Patriot Act and I get 15 20 years best years out of my life I could never get those back because I found myself doing my duty to go and film documentaries in war torn countries to show you know what was going on there when all was Doing in retrospect was, you know, filming propaganda films to keep the war machine going. <laughs> going <yeah.
2: laughs> hey, I, I took... I, I can't even tell you the stuff that I did to keep it going. Um, okay, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk about a war that everyone wants to keep going. For why, I have no idea. But we're sending even more money to Ukraine. Probably doesn't surprise you at this point, but it probably does disappoint you like it does us here We'll talk about it right after the break.
1: the most amazing cotton and a two-inch pipe gusset. It has four custom loft levels, machine washable and dryable, and you get my 60-day money-back guarantee and 10-year warranty.
3: Go to MyPillow.com or call the number on your screen. Use your promo code to get your limited-edition 20th anniversary MyPillow queen size. Retails for $69.98, now only $19.98. That's right, get a
1: queen-size MyPillow for only $19.98. From all of us here at MyPillow, Pillow. The Pearl is in
2: the river crow flies at midnight. Titwillow, Titwillow, you magnificent Titwillow.
4: goes to court at the Thunderdome. The busboy lactates.
2: Oh, another day in the office with Tom Cunningham. (laughs) It's never a dull moment. The busboy... Lactates, uh, says, <laughs> says our prophet.
4: That was probably one of the most the funner ones that we've recorded because we just laughed for probably
2: a like half yeah. an hour yeah. trying to film that one. <laughs> yeah, that, was, that was good for the soul. It was good for the soul. Um, not good for the soul is what's going on overseas. Because like a steady dribble of urine that eventually fills up Joe Biden's diaper, the cash being sent to Ukraine keeps increasing. It is astonishing, and yet at the same time not astonishing, that we keep sending them more money, more equipment, more aid, all of that. We have sent a total of $41 billion to Ukraine so far, plus the military hardware, and who knows what the cost of that is. I mean, we could figure that out, But, but it goes beyond just the $41 billion, and there's way more forecasted, right? And you see this. You see the tweet there. Or the X. I got to get my shit right. Get it X. right. You're wrong. U.S. to give Ukraine $400 uh, million in uh, U.S. dollars in military aid. And then it goes on to say what I just said, $41 mil- billion since the invasion. So all we're doing is prolonging Ukrainian hostilities with our money and, and munitions, equipment, all that stuff. And what we're doing, and I think we—I don't know if it was Coin Club or towards the end of last week we got into this— but we're essentially, the phase that we're at, just in case you weren't paying attention or were sick of talking about it and haven't haven't seen the developments there, which I totally get, by the way, is the war is essentially over. You, Russia has achieved what they wanted to. Now they're still fighting to cap to keep what they captured because we keep fostering and letting this thing grow. But we're entering the insurgency phase of the war. And this phase, by the way, can last for a long time. I mean, we're talking upwards of 20 years, looking at you, Afghanistan. But that's the plan. That's what they want to do, right? That's what the military-industrial complex has to do: keep some sort of fight happening for 10, 15, 20 years, while BlackRock enters into nation building, and you've got people like myself and others who have taken part in this stuff unknowingly, to, to at least to the to the to the large extent. But but you you've you've you, that's what's happening. That's where we are, is we're heading into this forever war phase. Okay, the main parts are done. We're just going to keep it going here. Maybe we talk about it a lot. Maybe we don't talk a lot about it. We're going to definitely talk about it enough to keep asking for more money, sending more people, sending more more, more equipment, more all that stuff. But, but you've got that. And what they're doing to, to, to perpetuate this and keep it going, and you've seen Mike Pence talk about this. You've seen all sorts of others talk about this. But the narrative has changed with permanent Washington. We're being told, and some people said it at the beginning, but then it went away, we're being told that Putin wants to invade all of Europe. Here's the problem, though. He doesn't. Putin wants to maintain the victories that they've gotten. They want that eastern region of the country that they believed was theirs the whole time. He wants to maintain their naval base on the Black Sea. Putin, this this concept and and thought construct that he wants to invade all of Europe or at least that that's what he's doing. Now, deep down, he's, he's a dictatorial leader. He probably does want way, way more territory, but strategically and tactically what he wants right now is not to invade all of Europe. It is to do what precisely what he's done. It's lunacy to think that he wants to invade all of Europe. It just is. It's, oh yeah. How do you know? Cause I know that he's not an idiot.
3: When it comes to the insurgency that we're going to see, we saw insurgencies in Afghanistan and Iraq. We all remember the images of Blackwater Bridge when the uh, contractors were taken out of the cars and ambushed and strung up on the bridges there. That, to me, was, was the beginning of the insurgency that we saw in Iraq. Yeah, Somebody had to be inside Iraq to teach people how to build IEDs. My best guess—and you probably know this better than me—would be some kind of—somebody from the Iranian intelligence agency was over there assisting them, as they were in Afghanistan. That's my best guess, to see who would have the most to benefit from, from this after Saddam Hussein is taken out of power. And then it just becomes a quagmire for the U.S. So, obviously, Iran is going to be my first guess on who would like to bleed us dry like that. But when it comes down to the insurgency in Ukraine with the Russians, who's going to be on the ground teaching the Ukrainians how to build IEDs?
4: I know. (laughs) You, sir, in the black shirt. (laughs) Me? So (laughs) I just like how seriously you're like, yeah. I believe that from
3: an intelligence standpoint, from the CIA, everybody else who worked during that time period, a lot of intel was gained on how to plant these countermeasures and these devices to to, to fuck up a a, a foot patrol, a a convoy of people, and— if you want to keep a war going at this stage where it looks like it's over with, you know, the old mission accomplished, the best way to do it is to plant these little buggers. We, uh, we were talking to a friend of yours not too long ago was a very old school uh, Mujahideen yeah. who would say that's exactly what they would do. They would come in from the caves, plant devices down at night, and the Russians would roll in their tanks and blow them up, and they'd ambush them, and they'd go back up in the, you know, in the daytime and just chill. Yeah. for a while
2: yeah no absolutely and look we're really good at that stuff and i don't ever want this show to come off either we'll talk about and pick on the agency and leadership and and moreover the leadership above even the agency using the agency as a tool i don't want to ever come off as picking i know some of you guys hate them to death but if i'm being honest with you and i you know i'm going to be you, you don't understand enough about the agency and, and you can't that's not a slight on you you can't like you're not in there. So you you're don't know. not in there. My wife has got to see the inside of the building once. And she saw the first floor, you know, and that's <laughs> that. like she saw the Starbucks and the, and, and the mess the, hall and, and the, the, you know, the floor that the everyone logo the the on the floor. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's, that's it. it. But You don't get to see anything. There's a there's a reason for that. So I don't ever want to come off as anti that. But this my point in this is, is this is the kind of stuff we excel at. Very good at we're masters at (laughs) at at making other people hate each other, fight each other, making things prolong themselves. Yeah, very good at spending money, very good at taking lives, very good at all of that stuff. And and for the most part, I'm really damn proud of the stuff we did, and I'm proud of the people who are still doing it across the planet wherever they are. As a government, as an administration, and as a leadership apparatus. We are being failed left and right as, as citizens. But all that to say, when it comes to this and perpetuating a war, do you know who could do a great job of it? My people. Like, <laughs> I mean, we, I, I, mean I, can, I, I don't wanna get into World War Three. otherwise I'd be like, sign me up, this sounds fun. Like, let's go, let's right. go kill some shit, blow some shit up, make, make people hate each other, and, and not have it all come back to us. But this is, again, this is different. The stakes of this one are so much different because it's Russia. And with Russia comes Russia's buddy, China. And with that comes nothing good. So all that to say, Um, that's what's going on. We're sending more money. People are talking about, don't we get a say in this? No, we don't. Because again, here's how they do this for all all the commentary that was going on in the chat about, we didn't get a say in this, we didn't get a vote on this. It's our money. It's our government. Those things are true. However, the way that certain funds are appropriated, especially when they're for clandestine operations, the visibility, as you might imagine, gets pretty murky on how things are done. <laughs> uh, and, and, and by the way, all the aid money we're talking about for overseas, we're not even referencing the clandestine money. You're talking about big, big, big ticket item Pentagon expenditures that everyone sees and knows more about. That doesn't cover even the half of what's really going on because that's not how we do things. Hey, look over here. You guys go do your shit. Boom. Here's a bunch of how much you want. I'll give you more than that. Like, that's how it goes. I'm telling you, I, I was given a, a multi hour window to spe- spend a million dollars once. You need to spend a million dollars. Okay, cool. Sounds good. By when? By midnight. It was like eight o'clock at night. Like, okay, all right. Like <laughs> let's roll. <laughs> we, the amount of money that is is available for these kind of things is insane. But I bring that up. I bring it up because we have not declared war for how long, right? It's been it's been a long freaking time since we've declared war. So so the powers and the authorities are different, and and permanent Washington, the military industrial complex, have gotten smart to their credit. They've gotten smart on how to get involved, still make sure everyone gets their money, still make sure that stuff is getting done where they where they benefit. So they, they have circumvented the system. And, and according to the system and the rules that they play in, or the little sandbox that they're in, they're not breaking the rules. They've become masters at circumventing the Constitution, I think we've all have noticed. They have. <laughs> I mean, uh, they, they're, they're freaking phenomenal. They literally attack... The Constitution, like the agency, attacks the problem overseas, and and they do a phenomenal job. It doesn't benefit us, but it, they do a phenomenal job. Like credit where credits do. <laughs> I love finding loopholes too. The only problem is with these loopholes and with what's being done is everyone's life is on the line. That is that is the issue here. Uh, okay, we're up against the break. Here's another issue. Who wants to have their guns taken away? No one, right? No one. I'm going to answer for you. No one does. And by the way, once that happens, our country is literally toast. We're damn close without that. Us being 5% of the world's population and that 5% of the population owning 46% of the world's firearms, my favorite stat out there, I know I tell it to you all the time, it's keeping us alive. It literally is keeping us alive and giving us a chance. Well, I bring it up because you've got Brazil's leftist criminal like literally just got out of prison before he won this latest election president who is now taking guns away from brazilian citizens and don't think for a second that they don't want to do that here i promise you they do you know they do we're going to talk about all of that after the break
0: we interrupt today's programming to bring unfortunate news Biden's dangerous plan for a digital dollar is underway. Don't be fooled Volatile markets. Dial 833 the number 2 USA Gold. Yes, call now. 833 287 2465. This invaluable guide provides precise steps to transfer your IRA or 401k into precious metals without any tax consequences. Don't let Biden force you into using the government's new digital dollar. Call 833 the number 2 USA Gold. Yes, call now. 833-287-2465. Act swiftly, 833-287-2465.
2: Right. real quick admin point shell was asking earlier shell one of the hosts of shell shocked the the um x space I, i'm trying to get it right not twitter the twitter x space on uh that, that we that we do under the rvm network brand on x this is just weird <laughs> stop changing shit on me let's just call it the place this call called the place i was responding to comments earlier <clears throat> i try to respond to as many comments as i can but i can't see them all on my small screen so they're kind of all over, you'd think, having 85 screens in the studio. I st- Even still, if you had it on the screens in
4: front of you, they'd be too small. You wouldn't be able to see you them. You would be able to see yeah. yeah. So
2: So I try to see it wherever I can. But um, anyways, you've got Brazil's communist president, an ex-con. And I, I say ex-con legitimately. It's not like I don't like the guy, so I'm giving him a name or some description. Or a Twitter handle. Or a Twitter Or, handle. excuse me, an ex-handle. An ex-handle. Yeah. <laughs> but Lula da Silva who ended up beating Bolsonaro, whether he did it legitimately or not, whatever, it's not our country, but that happened in Brazil, has been moving to undo Bolsonaro's pro-gun policies. And that started with requiring gun owners to register their, their weapons with police. It always starts there, by the way. And then after initial resistance, he started some seeing some success and continued on. But more than 6,000 restricted-use uh, restricted guns previously registered with the army and— Th- that could include assault rifles, by the way, were not presented to police by the May third deadline. You had Justice Minister Flavio Dino. I think it's I think it's Dino. Maybe it's Dino. Dino? Flavio Dino. I think and that's that's, no, that's, <laughs> that's Italian that sounds Italian. Yeah, I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> He's a Brazilian. His name's Flavian. Flavio Flavio Dino. Dino. I think it's Dino. Okay. Yeah. Uh that that he he was he was bringing all this stuff up. Uh I didn't even really need to say his name, but I did. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> those are likely to have been diverted to criminals and are now targets uh for investigation and potential seizure. He went on, Flavio went on to say, "In Brazil's last gun control campaign, back in 2003, Brazilians were invited to turn in their guns and receive a symbolic payment from the state. It boasted a high level of participation." In the eyes of Bolsonaro, the disarmament statute was a historic blunder, echoing aspects of American conservatism. He was the first Brazilian presidential candidate to campaign on a pro-gun platform, saying, quote, "...good citizens are entitled to firearms to protect their families and assets." Seems reasonable. He altered the rules for, the how, much am- for how much ammunition one can possess and, access to rest- uh, and and gave access to restricted guns. He repeatedly claimed that an armed populace will never be enslaved." So some common sense points and by the way, you know, he there was a lot of uh, sim, similarities, commonality between him and Trump in terms of their presentation and how they did things. Both both very bold, brash in the eyes of many, but 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 bold and had some strong policies, stood up for their people. Fast forward to to, to now, to today, and you've got Lula who's a communist dictator who's going to do what communist dictators do. And what is that? That is confiscate guns. Look at a history book. So you've got this guy who came back in, served before, was called up on all these corruption charges, put in jail, comes out, and the radical left down in Brazil helps ensure that he gets into office, even though there was lots of concerns about the election. Again, I'm not gonna wade into a Brazilian election. You know why? Because I don't really care. But I do care about the tenets of what they're doing And I care about how when it comes to communism and dictatorial leadership like you're seeing down there now and people trying to seize guns like you're seeing with Lula da Silva down there now and then you see the parallels of what's happening in our country. I am concerned about our country. And I am concerned about the fact that American communists want to do the same. American communists will do the same. Because here's the thing. As you try and push this stuff forward... First of all, we've seen gun control efforts happen time and time again in our country. And it's always right after an event that, albeit tragic, has nothing to do with lawful gun owners, nothing to do with our Second Amendment. But you have the left who comes in, weaponizes it, politicizes it right off the bat and tries to make it a gun grab. We see this as an opportunity. Let's let's capture it and let's, let's go to town with it. So you see them trying to do that all the time. And we talk about how there's this slippery slope. OK, well. We're just going to take guns that are this category. We're just going to take guns that fit in this category. And, and you hear their descriptions and you realize what you're really talking about in this case, just as one example, is a semi-automatic weapon. Well, what else is a semi-automatic weapon? Most of your handguns out there, the vast, vast majority of all weapons out there, Keep in mind, they think semi-automatic weapons. They think of Rambo touting an M60 in the 80s, shooting it from a hip, hitting nothing in (laughs) real life. They think of some automatic light machine gun. And that's not what they are. They call them weapons of war. They give them all these names. Not what they are. Also, more importantly, Biden always does his references to the Second Amendment, and then he ties it into hunting. Not what it's talking about. That's just not what it is. But here, here's, the, here's the thing. Here's the, the point with all of this. The only people who are really concerned about an armed populace are people that are communists and people that are dictators because they do not want that. They see, because what does communism need? It requires no individualism, it requires complete and total reliance upon the government and the leader of that government. And how can you achieve that if you have an armed populace? As, as I said earlier in the show with that stat, how can you achieve that if 46% of the world's guns are right here within the confines of America's, America's border? You can't do it. But it's only those people. It's only people who want complete and total control that ever push for the disarmament of societies. And if you look at history and you look at what has happened over the course of history, Any place that has surrendered those weapons for the vast, vast majority of the time have lost all power and control. And you could say, well, Australia didn't. They're not like fully taken over. Well, look at what happened during COVID. Look at how they were abused during COVID. Were were people put into camps and taken to, you know, X, Y, and Z extreme? Maybe not, but it was pretty atrocious what they did to their citizens there who had no way of standing up and they knew it. What are you bitches going to do? Nothing. Know why? Because you don't have shit to push back against us with. So historically speaking, that's what you've got. And you see successes. Granted, in countries that are mostly not that successful, Brazil, I'm, Brazil's not America, but you see successes with these and you see what happens to those countries. and then you And then you marry it up and you look at what they're saying. And you look at what they're doing in the United States of America, and 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 you understand, without a shadow of a doubt, that that's what they want here. And we talked about checking boxes earlier. We talked about, hey, they've checked a lot of boxes to usher in communism in, in America. And they have. The, the biggest one you have to do is removing the, the populace's firearms and or, and or getting to the point where, you know, some, some of even the, the the descriptions of policy that Joe Biden's put out there where everyone's going to be left with like an over under shotgun or a musket <laughs> or some flint loading pistol like that's it, that's the same as taking everything, by the way, it is because there was nothing in the Second Amendment. There remains nothing about in the Second Amendment about weapon types. OK, we get to have that well-regulated militia to stand up against tyranny, which is what we're all facing now. That's that's where we are. And that's what they want to do. And it is terrifying that more and more people are letting it happen in places. Now, again, we have a louder voice than the people in Brazil do, but our voice is not as loud and strong as it used to be in this country. Your vote doesn't matter like you think it does in this country.
3: As much as the Democrats would like to all of a sudden swoop in and go door to door and start confiscating guns, which be would be an absolute atrocity, what they're going to do is they're going to take a step back, and they're going to do it through regulation. Their goal is to disarm everybody by a thousand cuts. We saw what happened with the regulations that just got—that pa- were just not passed, just written by the ATF about the pistol braces, and then— the uh, uh, representative, well, Kevin McCarthy, had a chance to leave the RAINS Act in to prevent any more of those ATF regulations coming down the pike, and he didn't. Yeah. So that's just going to lead the ATF to more regulations.
2: Don't for- worry, though, Tom. He said that it was a win. The debt ceiling bill <laughs> yeah. was a win. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what they're going to do at this point,
3: because there is no way that you can confiscate how many ever million guns that there are By going door to door It would be a civil war And it would be a bloodbath And it would be horrific for this country But if you want to disarm everybody You do it through regulation
2: Yeah No, exactly It has to But, but I think even that I mean, if you went and tried to take everyone's I agree, America's a tinderbox You always say it Everyone's walking around at an eight Minimum eight <clears throat> Ready for a fight You try and take everyone's weapons Physically and we go to these go to eleven civil war. Yes, we go to civil war that moment. If you do it through regulation, it's more a death by a thousand cuts. But I still think if they get if eventually, they'll have to get more aggressive with that, and eventually, albeit on a slower drip, it leads to it leads to civil war and chaos and and discontent in the country because uh, people we again people have gotten smarter. People are more awake. And I think people understand just how slippery that slope is, just how bad things are on the other end. And they'll get away with some stuff. They're going to get away with what they just did with the ATF. They'll probably get away with some others, but eventually people will say, oh, wait, 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 wait. I see what's happening now. We see it now. Others will say, we get it. We see it. And and this isn't going to stand because you start giving stuff away and eventually you, you are. You're down to... Without them having to do a, 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 a overarching umbrella policy that takes everything but flint loaders, you know, or a, or a, you know, just a regular old shotgun, it, it, that, that's what they're going to do. They're going to do one at a time, until that's what you're left with. That, that's what they're going to try to do.
4: Well, it's like in Japan. They you can only have a shotgun, and if you have a shotgun, it has to be in a locker. And then the government can go and check that locker anytime they want, and they want to know every bullet that you've purchased, and you can only purchase up to a certain amount. And when you've used those, like that ammunition, they're going to ask you, what did you use this for? Show me receipts that you went and shot targets, all that stuff. And it's all, it's all these things, and, and it's not—we the, the bad. We say this all the time, the bad guys are still going to get the guns because they're not going to abide by the laws. And then people are going to be dying and getting shot by these guns that are illegal by these bad people. No one's going to be able to defend themselves. It's going to be awful.
2: Yeah, RD is awful. Real quick point from uh, the chat before we go. It was not the chat, actually. It was the comment section. But RD 8811 said, my leftist dad told me that Biden is right wing. A bunch of laughy faces. I can't take the leftist seriously anymore. Not even slightly. They're just mad. They absolutely are. And I feel bad for you, brother, because if that's the conversation you're having to have where your father thinks that Joe Biden is not even right wing, but just conservative or even just center <laughs> I mean, yeah. the, the amount of, I mean, that's, wow, that's, that's, I'll pray for you, man. I'll pray for you. Uh, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk about Joe's son, Hunter, and his lawyer, who likes to apparently hit the bong like Hunter does. <laughs> we'll talk about it right after the break.
0: Get more of Drew and This Is My Show with Coin Club, exclusively on the RVM Network. Coin Club members get a This Is My Show Challenge coin, an exclusive Friday morning show for Coin Club members only, automatic entry into show related sweepstakes, and other in studio bonuses. Plus, members get access to all other premium content on the RVM Network. And no ads on written content on redvoicemedia.com. So join the club and carry your coin with pride. Go to dbcoinclub.com. Military and first responders get 30% off their memberships. Again, that's dbcoinclub.com. Current Drew Crew members need not apply. Military and first responder discounts are available on monthly or annual memberships. All members, regardless of subscription type, are automatically entered into sweepstakes. However, challenge coins are only issued to annual members. Learn more at dbcoinclub.com. Club.com.
2: All right, so Hunter Biden his sugar brother, his enabler, Kevin Morris, likes to wake and bake. <laughs> I mean, that's, 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 that's basically it. Because there's lots of photos circling around the internet. Do we have the photo or just the tweet? Oh, no, I, yeah, I was gonna show the tweet, or excuse me, the X, and then go to the photo. Okay. Just, if we can just, so yeah. so here's, here's this, Hunter Biden's new lawyer, or not new, or lawyer, Kevin Morris was spotted ripping a bong on the balcony of his LA home, clearly visible from the road during a visit by the president's son. So that, that, that came out. Here he is hitting said bong on, on his balcony in the morning. Um, he surrounds himself with some top-notch people. He does. Yeah. He does. So there's lots of hubbub about this, right? Because there's lots of hubbub about and discussion about Hunter Biden, Joe Biden, the big guy, their family's dealings. And then you enter Kevin Morris. And that scene that you just saw there... Here's the question I have. This, this this family's got all sorts of issues, right? I, I think they are at least documented the most corrupt political family in American history. There are some other awful ones, no doubt. Are they the most influential? No, they're a bunch of idiots. Literally, it's the dumbest political family in history, too, who just—I mean, there's shits everywhere. It's I mean, Hunter literally took a laptop full of information and left it at a freaking store for us to find. But— but you've, you've you've got a dumb, corrupt family. The question is this, though. I don't I don't hit bongs, okay? <laughs> no, physically, or nor do I smoke from them. But like, I don't I don't do that. But but is this is how big of a deal is this? I, I, and again, I, I'm not any anyone associated with the Biden family is likely trash like they are. But specific to this, like I have my vices. I probably have more drinks than I should. I smoke cigars like Churchill. Like, I mean, we got like three years left of the show, maybe. And then (laughs) Tom, it looks like we got to start
4: getting our resumes beefed up.
2: (laughs) Uh, I mean, Tom's just going to come sit here.
4: Oh, okay. So you've written, you've passed this along to us in your will. Yeah. I oh, mean, okay. My wife gets
2: all the money, but no, like, okay. <laughs> we are obligated to stay and <laughs> yes, continue working. Progress. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, Tom, I mean, do you think? I mean, look, you y- you make the comparison of this and alcohol, okay? And you can say, and I don't. To be clear, I also don't know exactly what was in that. We can presume it was marijuana. You'd have to be a child to believe that it wasn't. <laughs> right. So, so I mean that like you got marijuana, you got alcohol. Both are toxic to your body, right? Well, they're
3: intoxicants. Yeah. And this clearly shows me somebody who's got a problem. And a lot of people, including myself, think marijuana is less addictive than any other any other drug out there and I don't mind. I, I you know, I, I don't care. I don't really care about it. But what I care about is somebody who's doing something that is an intoxicant and using it in a way to get their day started. Right. That just that tells me that there are a lot of underlying issues that this person has. If that's the way you get your day started, yeah. You know, we joke all the time about Winston Churchill having a bottle of champagne for breakfast. The man had issues. Right, it's
2: not encouraged.
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah. So clearly, Morris has issues too, and a lot of friends that I know that are part of the weed culture and all that, they they'll smoke weed during work hours, and it's like, what are you doing? Yeah. Because alcohol, if yeah, other than this work environment, <laughs> is, is looked down upon. In most other work environments, and it's like there's rules for for this intoxicant, but rules are how the other how marijuana is viewed. Oh, that's totally different because it comes from nature, and it's, you know all you you always hear, oh, it's just weed, man, it's just weed. Yeah, it is just weed. I have no problem with it, but there are some pretty potent weed out there. And if I if I own a company and I have somebody who is driving a forklift. I don't want them high as fuck as they're lifting my inventory and operating this around other of their coworkers. Yeah.
2: No, like, and like anything there's, there's moderations, there's limitations. There's, there's, there's times where it's appropriate times where it's not. I've come full circle. uh, I I don't partake in it, but I've come full circle on, on weed because of the benefits of PTSD, helping some of my brothers who, 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 who fought overseas and, and are, are, are struggling. And I remember, I remember, I don't remember the date, but I remember the night where I kind of started to come full circle on it. And I, cause I used to be kind of a prude, you know, when it comes to that stuff, like, oh, no, no, no. I mean, I grew up an athlete. I, I had to do drug tests for government, all that kind of stuff. Like it just was, I can't do that because that stuff is bad. And if it shows up in my body, then I can't do what I want to do, whether it's playing a sport or killing, killing people. Like that's, which is funny. Like, but anyways, you you, 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 you get to a different point. Maybe not all of you are there where you can see the values and, and how you know marijuana and hashish and all this stuff goes back thousands of years and has been used in medicinal purposes forever. But when you use it, how you use it, all matters. And to your point, I remember going and seeing, uh, we were watching someone run in a local race here, like a, a foot race, um, half marathon. And there's not a whole lot of things this is pre-jaguar so there's not a whole lot of things that happen in Jackson. So this was exciting yeah and but we we run into a buddy and it's eight in the morning and I say buddy, we run into a family friend we run into an acquaintance eight in the morning he's out there standing just watching you know we're essentially watching nothing because the runners aren't even coming by yet and drinking beer like, <laughs> bro, what are you doing? Like, who gets up and, like, just starts drinking beer right away? To your point, like, that beer at a lunch, which most people frown about, I'm all about wet lunches. I think it's acceptable within reason. But at a lunch or a happy hour, way more appropriate, or into the evening with friends at a happy, you know, that's different. Starting your day off that way. And, and also the optics. The optics of using a bong Versus just using gummies or using, you know, just a typical, you know, roll in a blunt, like whatever the case might be like that. Just it doesn't it opens up a lot more questions, questions that you don't want to.
4: Well, I think it also being Hunter Biden's lawyer. Yeah. The optics of that going outside and hitting that bong. That that should be, hey, man, do what you need to do. But you're Hunter Biden's lawyer. You shouldn't be. This is not helping at all. So, you know, you know, figure out a better way to a better place to do it, whatever it is, because to me, that photo is just it's just it's going to hurt him. It's going to hurt everything that's going on. The only
2: thing missing is a Russian hooker in that photo. She's probably inside. He's out on the patio. <laughs> oh, 100%. yeah. 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 <laughs> 100%. I'm just saying to like have the whole picture there. Yeah. I mean, I, I, optics and percent, sometimes that stuff shouldn't matter, but it just does. There's times where it does. If you're the only way you make Hunter Biden even start to look like a reasonable human being, I think that's impossible, is to have the most buttoned-up team ever around him who are lying off their asses and make you question, like, well, maybe, like, because that person maybe he is doing pretty good. Yeah, like. do you see the video on the balcony? Was that like Fourth of July or something?
4: And he comes out, and you, you know, you yeah. can tell like he's totally just took a line. All <laughs> well, The
3: same week, you find a baggie of cocaine at the White House, <laughs> the
2: White House. and <laughs> then his attorney's <laughs> blazing away at eight in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> now, see, but going back to earlier in the show, like I, going, you know, trying to push against some of the outrage stuff. I think Hunter Biden's a douchebag. I, you know, if 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 he disappears, I don't care. I, there's just you're either on my team or you're not. He's not on my team. I don't care. Die. I'll laugh. Whatever. It doesn't matter. But everyone was flipping out over that video. Everyone was talking about that video. Everyone was sharing that video. It seems like that was the case there, but it also was not clear at all. He steps behind Jill and Joe, according uh, you know in yeah in, with in the video of yeah. the camera there. Steps behind there. Looks like he's lit. But it's like I, I, we can't come out and say for like he just did a hit right there he just did a line <laughs> like we don't know that now he probably had done several that day maybe he just did one there certainly he was going to do one later and sleep with some nasty prostitute but uh, yeah, see so that it, that's an example to me where it's like i'm not going to touch that video right because i don't know for i'm going to tell you what i feel certain about i might be wrong sometimes when i feel certain. But I'm not going to touch it unless I feel really good about it, and I just didn't feel good about that. That that video, when I watched it, it was uh,
3: uh, my opinion of it. I I didn't see any way that he had done cocaine at that moment. What I did see though is somebody who'd done it <laughs> right. prior to yeah. the yeah. video. Yeah, no, yeah. He looked high as yeah, a, yeah. yeah, because yeah. he's going. You know, he's doing the little yeah. <laughs> You know, that whole kind of herky-jerky kind of
4: like that, right? you know. You have that in lock. That was actually really good. Was, yeah. <laughs> We've been meaning to tell you guys
2: that's kind of a pre-show ritual
4: around here.
3: Um, but those are the telltale signs as far as, you know, the amount of people
2: that I've seen on cocaine before. Yeah, and and— I mean, you've seen a lot of people on it before. Oh yeah, just because not not because of your friends and your in your circle of friends, but because of the shows you've worked on, because of the places you've gone into with cameras and 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 seen. You just absolutely have. Oh yeah, yeah. There, there isn't
3: one. I, I've I've on viewed people high as hell on cocaine. I've seen people dead that have been revived through Narcan. It runs the gamut over the over these last 25 years. So when it comes to pegging somebody on a specific substance there's different telltale signs yep uh if you know if you are talking to somebody who's a crackhead they have the same sort of that the same you know mouth movements and everything but the one thing that is actual absolute tell is their lips are all discolored from where they've burnt themselves on those glass crack pipes. So if you're ever talking to somebody and you're kind of like, there's something weird with this guy and you look down at their gal and you look down at their lips and there's some discoloration there, it's a pretty good chance your your hunch is 100% corrected uh, of what they've been doing before your contact with them.
2: There we go. You've just been gumshooed. are <laughs> like a slam. <laughs>
4: yeah, we do. We well, we need to get him like a like a Sherlock Holmes. Like, you don't like, being <laughs> gumshooed. Sorry, <laughs> that's that's that, we'll get that. We'll yeah. make it work. Okay.
2: Um, all right. You know, you know what the left loves almost as much as Hunter loves cocaine. No guesses. Circling back, I don't know. I'm not censorship. They love censorship. Love it. And one of their people, who I don't, I don't understand how she gets this. I, I do, and I don't, all at the same time. How she gets a seat at the table spoke up about it and basically said that she supports it, endorses it. Of course, she does. We'll show you that clip. It's, it happens to be. You said Circle Back happens to be a clip with Jen Saki, the queen of Circle Back. That's coming up after the break.
0: Attention Americans, breaking news. Biden's dangerous plan for a digital dollar is underway. Don't be fooled. It won't benefit you. Take action now. The Federal Reserve phase deployment of FedNow began on July 1st, 2023. Be prepared. This may catch many off guard. Your hard-earned assets are in jeopardy.
1: the most amazing cotton and a two-inch pipe cusset. It has four custom loft levels, machine washable and dryable, and you get my 60-day money-back guarantee and 10-year warranty.
3: Go to MyPillow.com or call the number on your screen. Use your promo code to get your limited edition 20th anniversary MyPillow queen size. Retails for $69.98, now
1: only $19.98. That's right, get a queen size MyPillow for only $19.98. From all of us here at MyPillow,
2: All right, welcome back, my friends. Speaking of censorship, someone's saying, I'm going to censor him because he came in and was a dick. Here's the policy in the chat. I don't care if you have a different idea. I don't care if you have a dick and think that you have a vagina. I don't care if you like the Green Bay Packers. I don't care about any of this stuff. I, do. I definitely do. You'll get banned for that shit real quick. But just don't be an asshole to the chat. Don't take over things. Don't think that only your opinion matters. And then you can stay. If you're a douchebag, then we're going to say get the fuck out of here. Like that's just that's just the way that we do it. Um, but whoever's paying you will keep paying you to still keep doing it. If you're not getting paid, then you should definitely go get a job somewhere because you're you're useless. But anyways, let's get to this story. Let's get to censorship in in the real world because you have Stacey Plaskett, one of the most useless members of the House of Representatives, is becoming one of the most hateful pork faced communists in the Democrat Party. Low lower position. Small small job represents a small island, not an inconsequential island. I'm not saying anything about about that, but every uh, every American has the same vote, right? In the House that Plaskett has,
3: yeah, and zero. <laughs> <right>.
2: <laughs> I have the same influence there when it comes to voting as she does, right? And so do you, and so do I, <laughs> and so and so does everyone else here in the audience. She she's a non-voting member of the House. She has literally, <clears throat> excuse me, literally the same power as like a House intern or our butler once we finally gets <clears throat> get the butler here. But <clears throat> here's what the figurehead of no political consequence had to say about censorship. Take a listen to her conversation with Jen Psaki.
1: Well, you know, first of all, they want to talk about censorship. That any time you point out untruths, you're censuring. You're stopping people from speaking. It's not that we're not stopping people from speaking. People can speak. But we're also going to give the American people the truth so that they can have science and facts and history against wild outlandish claims that the Republicans are trying to get. That's not only going to keep them from going to the polls or suppressing vote or telling untruths, but is also really very detrimental to the American people.
2: Okay, all right. <clears throat> so first of all, keep in mind they're talking. Her and Jen are talking, in large part, in that conversation about the RFK conversation that he had in the Hill with with uh, elected representatives. But to what she's—I mean—the truth is only important if Democrats can define truth. And keep in mind Plaskett. plasquette Plasket, whatever, no one cares about you, doesn't really matter. Was friends with Epstein, helped with travel documents for Epstein Island visitors. And that's how a non-voting member of the House becomes a ranking member on a committee. Think about that. No clout, no, no WASTA whatsoever, no real function. And <laughs> up she goes. <laughs> I mean, that's that's re- that's remarkable. But RFK was censored by the communist committee members at a hearing about censorship. <laughs> it, it, it was absolutely amazing and, and and awful all at the same time. But when you can step back and, and just look at it for what it is, it's it's kind of amazing. But you you've got her. She's a disgusting, ruthless communist assassin who's being used by Democrats to push their Marxist agenda. She's another example of how grotesquely cancerous the Democrat Party is. And, and, and pay attention to her words and all of her colleagues' words, because when they describe censorship, and, and they say like she did, I'm not for censorship, but, <laughs> listen to the but, except for when I'm for censorship. That, I mean, that's exactly what she said without saying it that way. I don't think people should be censored. I think they should have free speech unless I disagree with them, at which point I want the worst for them and their families. <laughs> That that's that's what they all say. They don't all say it that exact same way, okay? Because I've trademarked that phrasing, okay? That's mine, bitch. But that's what they're actually saying. <laughs> one, one of the
3: latest talking points that the Democrats have been doing, and they are all repeating it, is, and Biden is repeating it too. He says, "Not, uh, no right, no right is absolute." Right. And and she said it in her opening remarks about censorship, yeah. <laughs> which, if you take it at face value, yes, because you can always repeal in an amendment.
2: There is a there is a process, a process by to which go through you can that. Do that. But until you do that, then it is an absolute right. Period. End hey, yeah. of story. Hunter, everything is up for negotiation in this country. Right. That includes the Second Amendment, which we've talked about today, and we talk about a ton. But to do that. You got to do it the right way, and you got to get a shit ton of support. Right, and it's not going to happen. Now, if you if you could, then we're definitely all fucked. But like, be that, but that that's that's the truth. There right. there is a mechanism to change laws. You don't like, and that and that's what always pisses me off about the left is they go so hard to the hoop and want everything changed, everything canceled. Guys, if you think that there is a problem with name an issue, name an issue, whatever it might be, let's just use the Second Amendment there are there are policies in place there is an infrastructure in place where you can go and try and bring meaningful change if you can get everyone to support it, it one of the things that i i noticed
3: what she said at the end of it she said uh, blah 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 la 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 detrimental to the american people when they when democrats always say misinformation malinformation whatever it is is detrimental to the people that is the excuse in the green light right. to start censoring because guess what they're they're saying we're here to protect you yeah. because you're not smart enough to know when someone's lying
2: and because to you. you're not smart enough we get to decide what's yeah. detrimental and what's not it's 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 absolutely Well r- remember it was last week Kamala said the like
4: really quick in passing when, in the, one of the clips we showed where she said, "Oh yeah, and when we reduce the population, everything will be better." Okay, well that's like the ultimate censorship, right? Well, we've censored them, and now we're going to kill them because now, th- then there won't be a problem, and, and the environment will be better. Okay, wait, what? What now? How come no one else has brought that up and been like, what? Can you can
2: you elaborate on that, Kamala, please? She won't be able to. By the way, speaking of uh, popular, as a preview of one of tomorrow's stories, there's a new pill out, a morning after pill, and they're saying there's some consequences with it like like death. <laughs> like death probably being a big one. Well, yeah. <laughs> right. At least one person involved. At least one person in the story. Uh, but it's like you guys, I mean, we're just try- we're literally trying to make up ways to make ourselves feel good about what we want the world to look like or what we think the world looks like, and that's problematic. It's problematic on an individual level if you're talking about the story we're going to get into tomorrow. Living a lifestyle where you need to take a pill the next morning to erase your bad mistakes. It's problematic if you think that other people aren't on your level and you need to think for them and thus take away their constitutional rights, their God-given rights. There's just so—I mean, we—at the end of the day, you can look at a policy here, a policy there, foreign policy here, how we're spending money here, any of this stuff. What it comes down to is we're broken humans, and there's more—somehow, somehow, somehow, and I'm one of the most broken out there— there's more broken humans than us running the whole damn show. Like they're, ca- they're they're piloting the damn airplane. Like you're the dumbest bitch I've ever seen in my life. That's the pilot. That's the pilot. Like <laughs> yeah. we're screwed. Like that that's a to, problem. To just a little side story
4: on the the morning after pill. Fifteen years ago, when my wife and I got engaged, I had a cold, and everyone at our church knew we got engaged it was a big deal. And I go to the pharmacy, the local pharmacy, and I needed to call. I needed the emergency packets. But there was a pill at the out of the time called emergency. So I show up in the morning and I'm like, I couldn't find it. So I go to the pharmacy and I'm like, Hey, can I talk to the pharmacist Yeah, And it's a woman from our church. And I was like, I need some emergency. And she her, her face like turned white because I knew what she was thinking. I was like, I have a cold. I need like the pack. She's like, Oh, okay, hang on, I'll show you. <laughs> this is literally just like that's the first place she went when I we just got engaged. And I need I need that pill. <laughs> we need to uh,
2: kill a, a fetus. <laughs>
3: I, What's driving me crazy about this whole debate and these stories that we see, especially the abortion debate, is the fact that when I was growing up and first started having sex, you wore a condom because— you didn't want to catch a disease and now seeing stories like this it's like all right you you do realize that condoms aren't just for preventing pregnancy (laughs) they're they're also to prevent you from getting something that you could potentially have for the rest of your life that crops up every six weeks (laughs) it is very unseemly when you have to look down to take a piss and that, to me, was enough to scare the hell out of me never to go without one Yeah, during my entire time of being single.
2: Well, what's remarkable about this society that we live in now <laughs> is, again, we uh, I referenced the alien story, the UFO story that no one cares about, that everyone's talking about. No big deal, UFO's seen all the time. But then going back, hearkening it back to a more individual level... We grow up. We talk. You see the 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 catastrophic consequences of driving drunk, for example, right? You've got all the programs and people who come to your school show you how bad it could be. You've seen movies. You've seen other stuff that should scare you enough from making a really bad decision that not only affects your life and your family's life, but other people's lives. Same thing with 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 sex and with STDs and with all, and pregnancies, unplanned pregnancies, all that stuff. Like, I. How how I get it I get especially on that I get it your hormones get going whatever but like how how have you not been scared out of making better decisions there's so much material out there that says <laughs> just don't ever do it it's just better if you don't ever do it yeah I don't know uh, this concludes our TED talk for today <laughs> on, on, on those issues however however we've got more because we're going to talk about snow white we're going to talk about how it's actually more woke than you. Even we showed the picture of the dwarves the other day. We did. Well, we there was one dwarf. Okay, we <laughs> talked. We talked about it. Maybe we didn't show it. Maybe I'm, I've seen it a million times. No, we did
4: show the picture. Yeah, yeah, we
2: showed the. I thought we showed the picture of the dwarfs. I
4: don't remember that there at all. There were dwarves. Okay. There were like odd
2: dwarf. Well, there was odd dwarf,
4: dwarf. A dwarf. But they
2: were all. They were all um, average sized people. Yeah, average sized people, and all of them non binary. Yeah. Uh, so. So that's how the, the woke conversation... Where was I? Was Snow I law. here? I don't know. You might, I, don't <laughs> I blacked out that day. Yes, But it gets somehow, somehow it gets even worse than that. We'll tell you how. We'll tell you why. We'll show you a clip even on the other side.
0: Attention Americans. Breaking news. Biden's dangerous plan for a digital dollar is underway. Don't be fooled. It won't benefit you. Take action now. The Federal Reserve phase deployment of FedNow began on July 1st, 2023. Be prepared. This may catch many off guard. Your hard-earned assets are in jeopardy. We've all experienced low levels of electrolytes, whether from a late night of drinking, completing a half marathon, or maybe even just experiencing a bout of explosive diarrhea from a food truck. You know what it's like to need to replenish those also important minerals in your body. But why just settle for that when you can enjoy our new proprietary sports drink and colon sweet blend, Colon Sport. Colon Sport is the new frontier in electrolyte replacement and removal. With a quick surge of sugar and electrolyte replacement, you'll feel on top of the world. And then, like a brisk wind tickling your grandmother's chimes, you need to drop those minerals and a whole lot else. So stop drinking other successful mineral replacement drinks and jump on board the colon sport express we're not only sure you'll love the taste but we promise you'll be coming back for more colon sport only hydrates and replenishes electrolytes for a temporary period before blowing out your bowels and requiring most individuals to start the process over and over and over individual results may vary some individuals may experience significant weight loss
2: Hey guys. Can I get the uh the scripts? Seriously? Are you are you done? Great comments, by the way, going on in the chat. Keep it going. Keep it going. Hit that like button, whichever platform you're on. It's the plus sign on Rumble. It's the boxing glove on the app, unless they've changed that, too. There's lots of things they keep keep changing, mostly for the good, mostly for the good. Um, So let's talk Snow White, shall we? Yes, true. Okay. (laughs) All right, we'll do it. Uh, (laughs) You've been asking all these questions that we're not sure if we're supposed to be answering. (laughs) I don't know. Um, So obviously there's been some problems with Disney. And let me say this too, when we talk about movies, a, a lot of it's because we just enjoy movies here, but when we when we wade into them, I'm, I'm anti, I, I gotta figure out where I'm going with this, but I'm anti the wokeness that's out there 100%. If you listen to the show, watch the show every day, you know, you, that's clear, you know that. But when it comes to everyone, like everyone weighing in on Barbie, Everyone weighing in on Oppenheimer. The amount of things I said out there, just because they think their audience wants to hear it. Oh, this is some woke bullshit. Oh, this is the... And they put all these labels on it. Just let people go watch the movie. If they want to. If you want to see them, if you're intrigued enough by the trailer or the concept, you want to go watch the movie, go watch it, make your own decision. The amount of people I saw this weekend saying, don't go see Oppenheimer. Don't go see Barbie. Shut up, bro. Like... I'm going to I'm going to watch it if I want to watch it. I'll make my own determination then, which might be similar to yours, it might be different. I know that's a crazy concept, having different opinions and views. But also by the way, Hans Zimmer did this the score for Oppenheimer. So, so I'm going to be there with my pants off and doing what everyone does at movie theaters. Uh, you should probably not go to a public <laughs> yes, theater then. Go yeah, don't okay. don't,
4: don't <laughs> go full, full Fred Willard. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, but you get my point. I, I joke there. Um, but let people make their own decisions. Don't go see this. And I get it. Everyone's excited about Sound of Freedom. I am too. We had an executive producer on last Monday. Love that it's crushing it. But there has to be, oh, Sound of Freedom's better because it's Christian and it's about an issue that really does matter. And it really does matter. It doesn't mean that other movies can't be good too, and it and it doesn't mean that Hollywood's not woke. It is. It's broken. It doesn't mean that Disney's not woke. It is. It's broken and disturbing. It just means that there can be two things true at the same time. I, what I haven't seen Oppenheimer or Barbie, so I'm not commenting on their on their merit or their worth. But they can be good, and Sound of Freedom can be good. I'll let everyone. Well,
4: they're just take they're different them. genres. It's different, it, exactly. you it's apples and oranges. You can't compare them. Yeah, Barbie is never in the whole Ken thing.
3: For a lot of people, you guys included, everybody watching. I never played with Barbies as a kid.
2: Neither did I. <laughs> so I, I, I played with He-Man, so arguably I'm just as gay. But.
3: Ken,
2: Ken wasn't a,
3: a, a toy that I wanted to play with. We had G.I. Joe. The yeah. G.I. Joe where he went from the combat veteran to the adventure guy with the beard and the, the, the yeah. buzzed haircut. So the, I, I missed out. I don't know what the mystique is behind Barbie because that's just not me. Right. But I am a fan of Margot Robbie. <laughs> so that would be my only, my only reason for going because Margot Robbie's in it, right? But as we talked about before, I'm not going by myself.
2: If if and I, did I say this last week? But for the people, I think I did. But for the people out there, there's someone on Twitter who said that she's X a seven X X who should be an X person. If you think Margot, I've told this to my wife, by the way, so I'm not like, and she agrees. If you think Margot Robbie's a seven, you're a lunatic. Yeah, like she's straight up one of the most beautiful people out there. She's a gorgeous actress. But like, I agree. I didn't see it. And there's people saying it's the most woke thing ever. Some people say it's actually poking fun of wokeness. Just go make your own decision. If you're intrigued by the concept of Barbie and the amount of pink paint that was used on it, go watch it. Make your own decision. Eat some some
4: some They like ran out of pink. By the way, they like ran out of pink paint. There was a national shortage
2: because of it (laughs) because of it. Which is great because you know what? It should really just be used on movie sets anyways. Don't paint your house or your rooms pink. I just to me that's that's too much. What would Martha Stewart do other than break rules? She has Whatever. a pink color in you? her paint line, so she probably does. Yeah. She probably does. All that to say, this was the longest lead in to the Snow White story
4: ever. Most <laughs> the, of it nonsensical. By the way, Jill, when you said we're gonna talk about Snow White, you know, you pause and she's like, Hunter? Question mark. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I, like that. I
2: see where you're going. Um, okay. So Disney just kind of continues to rebrand itself into a globalist, communist entertainment icon by shelving their old classic films, remaking said classics to then fit the wokest ideology of overrepresentation of race and genders that have been created out of thin air, literally in the last couple years. Here, you—I don't know who this dude is. It's a Variety clip caught up with the the, the female actress who is is cute until she starts talking. Um, Here's what she said to expect from the film. You said you were bringing a modern edge to it on stage. What do you mean by that?
4: I just mean that it's no longer 1937 and we absolutely wrote a Snow White that she's is not going to be yeah, saved by the prince. She's not going to be saved by the prince and but she's not going to be dreaming about true love. She's dreaming about becoming the leader she knows she can be and the leader that her late father told her that she could be if she was fearless, fair, brave and true. And so it's just a really incredible story for I think young people everywhere to see themselves in.
2: Snow White is running for president. <laughs>
4: (laughs) launching my campaign.
2: So so they're changing the story. So Snow White's not looking for true love anymore and thus it's no longer Snow White. Snow White's not going to be kissed to like that's not Snow White. That's not Snow White. The whole idea of finding true love is to have a lifelong partner. Create other people with them so civilization can carry on. The whole and, and you could say, well, that wasn't the point of we I looked at it different than Snow White. Okay, however you looked at Snow White back then, it's different than how she just described it now. Right? It, it sounds just, nothing it, like the original story. Nothing at all. She says it's a, she wants Snow White and it is it's about women empowerment and, and the feminist movement. She says, so Snow White can be the leader that she knows she can be. But here's the deal with that. That's that that's a perfect leftist talking point if you're staying on script. Most women think that the best title, and, and by the way, I agree, the most important title is that of being a mother, a, a wife. That's the ultimate leadership role. It's the most, no one makes society go around like mothers do. That, that's, that's just straight up truth. But here's the problem with that. The left doesn't like that because they, and they like to, I mean, they will, they love to vilify stay-at-home moms, make them feel inadequate because they aren't in the workforce. It's it's just absolute bullshit. So, if if that's what you're again, I'll pause there. I'll pause there for any comments, and then I'll, I'll continue on.
3: At the end of it the uh, the female was wearing the uh, uh, men's button-down shirt with the corset which was an odd
2: (laughs) that's Snow White that's the the new Snow White whatever her name
3: is was a a, kind of an odd uh, wardrobe selection but yeah it kind of worked a little bit I'm surprised there wasn't a tie to go along with it Uh, she said at the end the Snow White is fearless brave and true which being fearless To me, if if somebody is fearless, then they're a fool There should be always a little bit of fear in anything that you do that way that prevents you from making hasty decisions in what you're doing it does take a lot of it it takes courage to to move against fear so there's it's always good for a human being to have a little bit of fear and and along with that you, you gain courage which is also bravery but what she's trying to weave in here is being and then she says in being true. And in this ideology being true means being true to yourself and what your reality is. Right. Instead of living yourself in a way where you're honorable, where you you give a helping hand to somebody else, where where you give comfort to other people, where it's not just about you anymore. So being fearless, brave, and true are, on the face, they seem like good concepts, but when you start digging into them a little bit more closely, they're all very self-serving. Yeah. When there are other human characteristics that could be used to describe Snow White if you want to make Snow White into a role model. One of the issues that I have with remaking this movie this way is just... Make a new movie. Oh, exactly. Well, that's, that's, that's where I was gonna go. Here, here's
2: the problem. Like, if you want, and and I haven't seen Little Mermaid. I don't think that they departed from the script as much as they did. They just had a black little, you know, black aerial, Which there, there's and there's there's two ways we could go here. I have no problem with with. Well, I, I have lots of problems, but 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 like, but you don't have to, as we've talked about. You don't start the Wonder Years over and make it a Black Wonder Years. Likewise, you don't start the Jeffersons over and make it a bunch of white people in, in the Jeffersons. Well, you
4: could name it something different, and then everyone knows that it's based off of that original show, The Wonder Years or The Jeffersons, <coughs> and so on and so forth. Do you a know. spin-off yeah. of
2: something if you want, yeah, but don't replicate it. Don't make Ariel, who is a fair-skinned, red-headed blonde, a black female. I'm sure the black female is great. I'm sure she's a sweet person. I'm sure she's very talented go be talented in a different movie or or disney make a different movie same thing here getting on point with snow white and it's the same sentiment it's the same discussion if you want this to be a movie about female empowerment and you want this to be about not finding love not you know any of the things that snow white is about make a new movie
3: make a new movie where the heroine lives a cold and barren life, going through life without knowing what it's like to be loved unconditionally by
2: another human being. This is the perfect opportunity. And yeah. Make it make something new, but I, I, I have a problem with people who recreate things. I cite Red Dawn as an example. Red Dawn was perfect. Don't mm-hmm. touch it. You make a new Red Dawn. It wasn't the worst movie in the history of mankind, but it wasn't the best. Like it just wasn't good. We didn't need that. You don't need to try and recreate everything. There's some classics where you, you do that. Now, now, every once in a while it works. You do a sequel to, Maver- you know, to Top Gun, decades upon well, decades Well, he waited. Later.
4: He waited for the right script and the right
2: time. The right script, right time, yeah. and that movie was badass. Maybe, maybe better than the first one. Tom disagrees with that, but like it was. Pheno- I thought it was phenomenal. <laughs> but, but point being is, you don't have to redo this. But if you are going to redo it, what you're, what are you keying on? What are you keying on if you make a movie about G.I. G- why does Transformers work? Are they award-winning films? No. You know why it works? Because it's nostalgia. It's nostalgia. People want to see Hasbro toys come to life yeah. on screen with amazing technology. The latest one was actually really fun. The kids loved it. I thought it was really fun. Yeah. Like You go and you do it. Like, But that that's all it is. It's like I want to go back to the 80s, and it's actually deeper than that. If you think about it, it's not just – I played with these toys. I know these characters. It's our country didn't hate each other back then. <laughs> I want to go back to that time. I want to channel everything I fucking can about the 1980s because I love the music. I love the shows. I love the cartoons. I loved all that stuff. But I liked that we didn't hate each other. That's what it is. So if you're going to go back to Snow White, go back to go back even <clears throat> further than then. Go back to the greatness of our country, the greatness of where we were, the greatness of the people who wrote the story, whatever the case might be, that's that's a that's an idea that works and sells and makes money. Instead, they choose something that's not going to make money. This is going to get crushed <laughs> because it doesn't work the other way. The the left will be like, "We're going to push through. We're going to be that salmon swimming upstream and do it differently." It doesn't work that way. We annihilate you. Look at Jason Aldean. Look at Target. Look at look at freaking Bud Light. Look at Go- Look at all this stuff it that stuff doesn't work in their favor and, and increasingly so it works more in ours because more people wake up each time and we're s- literally sinking companies at this point which i never thought would be a point of pride but i'm so excited to be a part of it well it, to me it's
4: this movie by the way her name is rachel zegler is her name who's playing snow white okay my whole thing is this when you hear that you know interview this is not a nostalgia film Nostalgia—it's you know. I, right now, I, I have the opportunity to introduce my girls to video games. I've been showing them Nintendo, but we went back to the original Nintendo. We're playing those original games because like, now it's like part of my childhood. I'm passing it on along to you. Games like was- the Super Mario Brothers. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And, and but so you know, we're like we're going through and we're we're playing those games. All like you know we have a mod that plays the original Nintendo games, but it's a great thing to do because we get to share this time. This is what I did when I was your age. If if you're going, hey, let's go watch Snow White. I remember watching this as a kid. But then you don't agree with the values. You're like, "I'm sorry, this wasn't the movie I was talking about. Like, it's a it's a different avenue. It's not.
2: This isn't nostalgic in the sense that it's an old classic. Yeah."
4: Speaking
3: of nostalgia, I just in that clip and I'd have to read more comments from her and see more interviews from her. But Rachel's answer isn't an answer that I'm looking for when it when it comes to somebody who is bringing a live action or bring an animated feature that has been beloved by Americans for 90 years and around the world for 90 years with no sense of respect for the 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 culture that it represents and the the history that it represents, instead of coming in and saying, yeah, we changed everything because that's not how Snow White is. You know, whatever happened to a little humility where you say, you know, I was very honored and feel very fortunate that I get the chance now to take such an iconic story that has been part of, you know, the American culture and the American experience and is beloved around the world, and now the opportunity to bring it to life, it's a great honor for me instead of saying, you know what? That shit back in the past, that was completely bobo and has no place in our society now. And this is what you're, we're doing. And you better like it. Yeah.
2: Yeah. By the way, the same film is one they've said over the years uh, promotes rape culture. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs>
4: <laughs> Did you see the live action of the Beauty and the Beast? I told you never to come here. <laughs>
2: Yeah, did, I did. Did you like that one? I did. I think what's her name? Emma Stone. No, that's Emma, so Emma w- the, Watson. Emma Watson. Sorry, I love right. Emma Stone. If you're watching, I love you. Um, no, I think she's great. She's hilarious. Emma Watson, I thought was just kind of plain Jane. I I, I didn't think she was an amazing Belle, and I lo- I really did. And you guys can call me gay or whatever. I thought but they didn't deviate far. They didn't deviate they didn't far. far from yeah. script. They stayed on script. Yeah. But I loved Beauty and the Beast animated. I think it's a great yeah. movie. I loved I loved Belle, I love Gaston, I love all the different characters that are in that. My only I would say it was good. I would say if you if you didn't see it and you liked the original, see it. It's a good live action version of it, but I would say that Emma Watson kind of disappointed me. I thought that she was a little bit more just blasé okay. than I thought yeah. she could have been. And I think she's beautiful. I'm not saying she's not talented. I just think that I wasn't thrilled with her.
4: You know, the animated Beauty and the Beast was one of the first animation films to use 3D in that dance sequence. That was 3D animation there. It was one of the first films to do that. There
2: mm-hmm. you go. The more you know. Um, okay, let's do this. We're going to skip this break. We're going to go into this last story, and then we're going to get to the post-show press conference, which is going to be interesting today. I just have a sense. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, so So... You guys know, and let me set this up too. You guys know if you watch this show, I don't wade into the Trump versus DeSantis stuff. I think the people who are out there shilling for one side or the other, I think that you're making a massive mistake. Doesn't mean you can't do it. It's free country. Do whatever you want. Uh, it doesn't mean you can't choose whoever you want. We haven't, I'm not telling you who I choose. I don't know who I choose. I don't know who I prefer. We've got like literally almost a year until we have to choose. So I think we just let it play out. All that to say there's been lots of back and forth there, and we tend to stand up for both. I would say we've got a good track record of standing up for both but also picking on both on, on the show, and that pisses some people off, but, you know, again, it just is what it is. But you get to this new discussion that's happening with DeSantis based on a quote that DeSantis said, and it's gotten a little interesting. It's gotten a little troubling for Ron. Okay? And I love Ron. Ron is America's best governor, hands down. Ron could be the future of our party. He might not be. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> he hurt himself a little bit here. But the strongest arrow that the Democrats have in their quiver is the race arrow. And they've got the bow pulled back and are picking their moment to sink it into the DeSantis campaign. And knowing that, knowing that that's what they're pushing for, and they, they push for a lot of stuff, if we're being honest— We've got this article from the Washington Post about the new curriculum in Florida as it pertains to slavery and and DeSantis's take on it. Listen carefully to the first sentence of this poster. I'm just going to read it to you, but this is from the Washington Post. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis is intensifying his efforts to de-emphasize racism in his state's public school curriculum by arguing that some black people benefited from being enslaved and defending his state's new African-American history standards that civil rights leaders and scholars say misrepresents centuries of U.S. reality. This is, a, 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 you know, there's another part here that says DeSantis said on Friday in his response to reporters' questions while standing in front of a nearly all-white s- crowd of supporters. I just bring that, that random line up there because it's not actually not that random. Washington Post actually and, and dutifully went out of their way to add that line into the story. Nearly all white crowd. That's that's their phrasing.
3: right? Because, yes, they have to reinforce the narrative that the Republican Party is a bunch of white people. Right.
2: So and, and 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 and. Make it make it seem as a lead people to water that we're we're white people we're thus, of course, racist, out of touch, don't get things. But but it shows the bias, the inherent bias that's in them, in their story, in the phrasing within their story. But the article is all about this quote right here. Here's here's Ron DeSantis' quote. He said, "quote They're probably going to show that some of the folks that eventually parlayed, you know, being a blacksmith, blacksmith, excuse me, into doing things later in life. And and people have taken that quote and said that Ron is basically saying that some people benefited from slavery. That's Right. That's that's where we are. That's the conversation that's happening with this. The quote, which I'll read again, they're probably going to show that some of the folks that eventually parlayed, you know, being a blacksmith into doing things later in life. Whether in context or out of of context is a damning quote for Ron DeSantis and his campaign. It just is. And you had a former colleague of mine in Will Hurd used to be a congressman in Texas. Then announced last month that he was joining the race. Very, very crowded race, or increasingly crowded race for the GOP nomination. And he blasted the idea that enslaved people were able to use slavery as some kind of training program. Specifically, he said this in a tweet or X. An, an X. Sorry, I'm getting there. Get it right or pay the price. Maybe, maybe by the end of the week I'll have it right. He said slavery wasn't a jobs program that taught beneficial skills. It was literally dehumanizing and subjugated people as proper as property because they lacked any rights or freedoms," end quote. So, as you said earlier, we talked about this off-camera earlier. Will, Will's a nice guy. Will is very misguided on some of his policies and views of the world. I know him. He's not an awful human being, so for anyone out there trashing him, saying he's not going to win, you're right. But, but he's done a great service to this country. He's not an awful person. He's just misguided on some views and, has, or, and or has different views than, than you or I do. Which And that's very true. But Will Hurd's comment right here, his statement is the most damning thing that has come out. Look, Trump has said some stupid shit about DeSantis. And I like Trump. But his attacks on Trump, excuse me, on DeSantis have have been, I think, poor form and not smart for him on the conservative side of the aisle. That's not saying I don't like Trump. That's not saying I don't want Trump to win. That's not saying any of those things. They're just saying exactly what I'm saying. The way you've been attacking DeSantis doesn't help you, it just, it just it just takes away credibility from you. But Desantis's comment, whether it was in context or out of context, that was not good, and what Will Hurd said about it, that quote I just read you, could be the nail in the coffin for DeSantis because that phraseology, saying it wasn't a jobs program, which is obviously true, obviously we all agree with, and I guarantee you, Ron DeSantis agrees with, but that fra- that's, that is going to stick, Oh yeah, my friends. That will really be hard to get around, especially when you're trying to cover that gap. You're trying to cover that gap right now in the polling, in the, the very, very early polling, which I don't think means a damn thing for the GOP primary. And you've got DeSantis, who's got to cover a huge gap between he and Trump. There's, there's just a, 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 a sea in between them. I don't think he's not the candidate to do it. I don't think he would be a horrible president. But when you've got to cover that gap and then you get called on the carpet for a comment that was very very uh, much taken I think out of context, I know he would choose to take it back if he could because of how how it was said. But let's look at let's look at how the world looks here and how the world works. It doesn't matter again, it doesn't matter what you or I think. It matters how the people who think that they get to determine how we should think Interpret this and what they do with it And this is going to take, get taken out of context In a big way
3: I don't think When Will x this out <laughs> That he realized how cutting this would be Because the moment that I read this I'm, I thought to myself This is it He's done Because just that first Five words Slavery wasn't a jobs program The Democrats are going to take that and annihilate Desantis with it. Yeah, they're going to use it in a lot of ads coming up, and they're going to keep repeating that that first portion of Will's X. Yeah, and I don't think I, from that from this point on, I don't I don't think it's recoverable for him. But you, you know, the the fact of the matter is, at this time last year, I was looking at a poll today, and uh, this, no, not not last year, but in 2016. Jeb Bush had a twenty. It was up by uh, had, it was up by twenty two percent. Yeah, and Trump was at one percent. Yeah, y-
2: yeah. You never know. Yeah. You absolutely never know. And and again, I'm not trying to. We're not trying to pile on DeSantis here. I think that it was a statement, set in error. The context was wrong. I, I, I'm not completely defending him on this but right. what we are but what we are saying is, is is this has the potential to be a a campaign that has been having some poll issues which this I don't isn't think gonna about, help. this is not going to help it could be a campaign sinking issue he could also surge ahead the dems could get trump out of play anyways i mean that's still i mean you got you got to look at that whether you're a, a massive maga person or not you got to look at the fact that there is they're trying to get the 14th amendment article 3 you know invoked here where he can't even run so there's a myriad of scenarios that could happen over the next year, just under uh, a year, leading up to where we choose our candidate and make that announcement. So it, it's not a done deal, but it, it it certainly doesn't help DeSantis. They're going to continue as they have. I mean, over his COVID stuff, they're going to go after Trump like they always have. They're gonna they're gonna annihilate DeSantis on this. And then you've got the rest of the field who maybe sees this as an opportunity to rise up. Who rises up the most? I don't know. Yeah. We'll see. Some people would say Vivek. I still think Vivek doesn't have much of a shot. Um, no, I think- but I'm telling you, every week that kid grows on me more and more and more. He does. He's got some questionable ties, too. He's got some ties to WEF and others. Uh, but so does, you know, I saw another poll that came out, Nikki Haley. Nikki Haley's got, you know, lots of nefarious ties. In the the latest poll I saw, Haley actually jumped DeSantis and was in the two spot. So polling is, is all garbage. It's hard to know. Bottom line is this, it's going to be hard to recover from this if you're Big D. And again, I like Big D. I do. I, I'm a DeSantis fan. I'm not saying he's my pick, but I am a DeSantis fan. It's going to be hard for him to recover. And we got a lot of time. That's the main thing. We got a lot of time. We'll see how this how this plays out over the next year. We'll see how we'll see where our freaking country is a year from now. That that that's probably the bigger question. Uh, we'll see where the Dems are a year from now. Have they put RFK Jr in prison because of the threat that he is to them, which I'm not suggesting they're going to do. I'm just saying that kind of sarcastically, although you can't put anything past these guys. Or do they say Or do something that totally surprises. I don't think so. I think that we kind of know how everyone plays the game now. So we'll see where it all goes. We're running out of time, folks. We're going to head to the post-show press conference. We've got a full week of content. So excited to bring it to you. Last week's, you know, first week of being... I'm glad we're not putting money in there because I just said, you know. Last week's um, first week of doing three hours per day, I thought, went pretty well. We appreciate all of you guys hanging in with us. Coming. Coming in early, coming in late, coming in. Some of you guys the whole damn time loved it. We're loving it. We'll have fun doing it again this week. We're going to head to the post-show press conference now, and if for some reason you can't make it, we'll see you tomorrow. Stick around afterwards for RVM Roundup with Chad Caden. You're going to love that. We'll see you soon. Be safe, be smart, be free.
0: And now, get ready for the This Is My Show post-show press conference. Sponsored by Colon Sport. The new frontier in electrolyte replacement and removal. Colon Sport. Electrolyte replacement. In one end and out the other. It's new Colon
2: Sport. By the way, have you guys tried Colon Sport? Man tell you what you talk about quick impact feel good boom don't feel great but then you then you feel good again it's a weird uh weird kind of thing good to be back on a monday you know get that that kind of first three hours in for the week lots of stories there's always a lot to cover after the weekend i tell you i you know so i just so you guys know kind of background i'll sit around i think you know that i like to sit around with a cigar and or a drink and just kind of figure out what we're going to talk about, kind of loose loose tenets of of what the show is going to look like. But the weekend, man, you just – there's a lot of stuff that gets cut for a Monday because you have so many stories and you end up having to cut a lot out. But um, we got a lot in still nonetheless today. I'm sure there will be plenty in this crazy world for tomorrow and for the rest of the week. Um, I'd hit on some other stories here, but I'm sure you guys are going to hit on some of them. So let's just – Let's let's get this thing started. Let's toss it to whoever you guys you guys pick out there. You can pass the mic to whoever. So, Senor, it's Diego. Mm-hmm. Hey, it's, Diego.
4: Uh, in regards to Hunter Biden and his drug use and his lawyer who's now h- hitting bongs, do you think he will be Hunter himself will be getting a uh, uh, an invitation
2: to the new Snow White movie? That's an interesting question. Um, so the reference being Snow White, cocaine. His yes, uh, isn't the movie about? Cocaine? no it's not well actually I don't think any of us know Diego what the new movie's about because it keeps changing and it's it's definitely not about what the old movie was about of finding true love true love's first kiss all of that stuff um but I, I I don't I don't know that he's I'm sure he'll go see the movie I don't I don't know how to answer that question I don't I don't know that he'll see the movie or not see the movie I, uh, here's what I know I know that the original Snow White was a classic, whether you like it or not. It was it's deemed by most a classic. I know the new Snow White is woke and and essentially not even the same story as the old Snow White. And I know that Hunter Biden likes cocaine. Snow White a whole lot more than any of us will like either of the old version or the new version of of the. movie. Are you going to see it, Diego? See. Si. Hmm. Good for you good for you get some get some nerd clusters some sour patch kids something fun and and uh you know and, and enjoy it hopefully hopefully you enjoy it okay next question
3: Oh, uh, yeah cuz drew uh hi nancy nancy sonoma uh uh what, is this on it's on yeah i can hear you <laughs> yeah This uh san san francisco uh Oh, oops, oops sorry. Oh boy. Uh, uh. So, uh, Drew. Uh, uh, Gizzard. Uh, and do you know? Uh, God. Uh, Frank Bernash. Yes. <laughs> I don't. I can't say I do. Uh, does and uh, Brazil. Uh, Wax. Uh or sh- uh, sugaring
2: okay okay um i don't know frank i i i just don't know frank I, I don't know who that is um i'm not i'm not completely sold that you do either nancy uh if i'm being honest with you you bring up brazil then you bring up sugaring i don't know what that is um it's always hard to kind of unpack what you're saying. We talked in the show today about those people who show up at events or, or in the case of Hunter's attorney, people who start doing intoxicants, whether you deem something to be an intoxicant or not, what, what people widely speaking consider to be an intoxicant early in the day, how it's just not professional. I would say it seems like that's you. It seems like perhaps you've got that problem. I'm, I'm, almost certain at this point you know we've been doing this press conference for for a while now and i would say we've gotten to know each other but i've never talked to you because i try and stay away from you because you just reek of alcohol and i i just i just don't think that you've ever asked a question so i i guess i would say take that as you will but you didn't ask a question there i will say this though because you did bring up brazil you said the word brazil you said no question there was no articulation of any point there but what's happening in Brazil right now is a concerning and a, 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 a warning, a forewarning of what can and will happen here in this country. You've got a, a communist, just radical left, dictatorial douchebag taking firearms from, from, from Brazilian citizens. Why? Because he's scared of them. Why? Because he wants to control them. And that's the same kind of stuff that's happening in our country right now. It's the same kind of desire and passion that the radical left has for where they want this country to go and the vision for this country. It's it's the same kind of stuff that if you, we collectively, not you, because you're never actually with it and present in any given moment. But the rest of us collectively need to be super aware of, super concerned about, because once you, as I always say, once you give freedom away, you never get it back. And once you give firearms away and you let them chip away at the Second Amendment, you never get that back. And I can tell you, well, we haven't seen it in America firsthand, what comes after that, what comes from the government that wants you to rely on them and be beholden to them, it's not good. It's not going to be good whatsoever. Uh, let's take at least, wait, we could try to get one more here, maybe two. Good
3: afternoon, Drew.
2: Benjamin Beam, Boston Pride Daily.
3: Hey, Ben. So, Drew, it was a big weekend for the box office with so many movies happening. You've got, of course, the Barbie movie, and then you had the scary Oppenheimer movie, which looks simply delicious, and it was. I went to see that quick quick little funny story for you at the beginning of it. So, it was Friday night. It was movie night for me and my wife, Veronica, and she wanted to go she wanted to go see barbie and i was like no 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 we're going to see oppenheimer because i've done a lot of studies about the united states nuclear program and there was no way i was going to miss th- that one and plus the the phrase or the place Almogordo is one of my favorite things to say go ahead try it say Almogordo. Mag- Gordo. No, no, silly. Say
2: it like this. Alamogordo. Gordo. Yes, can exactly. We, can we pause real quick, Ben? I love getting questions from you, as always. Did you just say you went to the movie with your wife, Veronica? Oh, yes. My, myself and Veronica have been
3: happily married for the last 25 years.
2: And, and do we have—do you—are um, there pictures? Do you, I mean, is, what, what is Veronica?
3: The, Veronica is very charming. She's a Sagittarius. She? Yeah. Well, of course. What did you think about me? I, I, I can't believe you're so presumptuous
2: in what I'm into. I, I, you know what? I think you're right. I think I have been a little presumptuous here because I never, I just never thought, based on our conversations, and the things that you say and do, and I, I g- good on you, bad on me. I judged a book by its cover. Ver- so Veronica. Yes. Well, I mean,
3: earlier on in her life, she was known as Vincent, but that didn't last very long. Okay. I don't know what, if that makes any sort of difference on how you view me,
2: because it shouldn't. No, no, of course not. No, I, I'm sure Vincent was a great man, and then Veronica's, I'm sure, a great woman. I'm just happy that, that, that you guys are happy.
3: But I do love Margot Robbie, because she, so, she reminds me a lot Of Veronica. And so I was kind of torn about going to the movie, but I was telling you before, I am just... Over the moon when it comes to stories about the nuclear program, and also that Operation Paperclip after uh, World War II, where the United States and some other countries, mainly Russia, decided on who the good Nazis are and who were the bad Nazis. But I realized that Mr. Oppenheimer wasn't a part of that. But I was just it, I was just going off on a tangent there because that's part of what I, I'm really like in my free time. I like to read books and stuff on the rocketry program and so forth. But but when it comes to Oppenheimer, he was, as you know, he was a very sickly child and was homeschooled and his mother was afraid of him getting germs, so he was a ferocious reader and he learned multiple languages. And some of his friends, who are from different countries and family members who are German, would ask him questions in German. And he—his responses would be in Latin, just to let them know how smart he was. So, anywho, back to my question. My question is, do you think if Oppenheimer's parents wouldn't have immigrated from Germany and he would have stayed in Germany, do you think Hitler would have scooped him up and the Germans would have developed— the atom bomb before we did
2: that's a deep question i'm still just thrown off by by how into all of this you are the science behind all of this that's fascinating i'm also still just kind of taken back by by this whole new revelation of veronica and and your married life um i don't know i don't know it's an interesting theory kind of like a man in the high castle kind of scenario like what if we didn't win or what if they got the the nuke before we did i don't know i'll have to think about that one ben uh this has been a good exchange with you though today i appreciate your your honesty with me on on a whole lot maybe maybe more than 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 others uh although i, I do appreciate your honesty more than the nancy's uh it, it was by the way someone helped her out of here she's asleep for several minutes now um we appreciate you guys coming by thanks for thanks for the questions we'll i'm sure we'll get some i I can see some hands up we'll get some more in tomorrow have a great rest of the day you've just heard
0: drew burquist tune in weekdays on every major podcast provider or on drew